Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Ever, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And I am titled this episode, Lawlessness Embraced, Social Experimentation, and Uniparty Usurpation. And I'll get with you right after this. Coming after churches, destabilization on the horizon, and for sure, we are seeing human experimentation on a massive scale. That's right. The world is in the grips of the adversary. We're seeing so much change. Normally, the things that are happening right now would take at least two, three, four, five years, shucks, maybe even a decade to unfold. But things are moving so fast right now. It's hard to keep a uh, it's hard to keep a cool lid. It really is. We got updates as far as the operation and more coming your way. In this in this nice. Let's turn it up. hear it. Boy, I tell you, I hear it. Very information-packed transmission for you good people today. As always, as I said earlier this week on the minicast, while these episodes are not filler episodes, they're fluctuation episodes. We got a lot of things taking place right now. Trying to do do the best we can with the remainder of the operation. Uh, Next week for sure, though, is whenever we will feel and hear a little bit more on the development of things. We've got uh, a lot of different things that are taking place. Uh, If you guys listen to the minicast, we did the May the 4th Be With You edition uh, minicast we did earlier this week. Then you guys kind of heard my snapshot or my screenshot thoughts of what's going on right now. Uh, What we can do and the position that we've been put in by our technocratic overlords. It's a sticky and precarious position we are in. But we'll be all right, man. Uh, At the end of the day, there's some times where I get all worked up, and I've just got to give it to God, dude. I really do. Uh, I have to not be so worked up, realize that I I think to a degree I might be suffering from FOMO, fear of missing out. And that might be because of where we were at and how this actually might be a good thing. You'll probably hear me talk more about this, you know, and how my, my, my deep impulses are telling me to just get away from all of this, you know, leave the cities, get prepared, you know, homestead, like we're, we're, we're in a good location 
you know, in this little village, but we could do, we could do better. Uh, and the reason I say that is because the page is an awesome responsibility, an incredible one, an honor, nonetheless. Uh, but there are a lot of different things that come with it. And if you've been hearing me kind of, you know, rattle, ra- rattle, rattle my saber, wave it around. I'm saying, hey, guys, listen, uh, if we don't start making some changes here, operationally speaking, I've got to let this go. I've got other priorities that are uh, beckoning me. And as, 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 as much ground as we've covered over the several years, uh, this might end up just being something that we look back on and, 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 and remember as a footnote. And so, yeah, there's a lot of things taking place, both good and bad. Uh, but this is the way the cookie crumbles, and we're all doing the best we can to, you know, to move forward. And, and, and you know, and I say that, oh, this might be the last – I say these things, right? Uh, but you guys know me. I couldn't, I couldn't stay away even if they tried to drag me away. I would have to figure out a way to compile this information and get it out there to the people, even if it was in some kind of cryptic fashion. You know, it's just it's just who I am. Uh, but it just might be this model and, again, this configuration that we've built. And uh, it, it, it just might have some change. I was talking about this, again, with other exclusive members. Again, another reason why I would recommend you guys join it, uh, not only because it supports this operation, but because we're able to have these behind-the-scenes discussions. I just give you guys a quick just all here. I'm going to finish up here and tell you a quick joke in a second. Uh, but, you know, that's just how it works, man. In this current configuration and model, it may not work, but uh, there are other ways that we can transform going forward. And we may not have, you know, the massive influence and the massive pool that we had before, and that's all right. Uh, that is actually a good thing because we were able to, again, be distilled, be filtered, and to be a little bit more focused instead of trying to cast that wide net. Um, and this is, again, a great philosophical and a great uh, 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 sociological discussion, man. It really is. It's something I would recommend that you guys yourself uh, take privy to or get in part get, uh, uh, or hear about. You know, being in this position, you guys can really benefit from some of the things that I'm going through. And I hope that it can help you in your life. Uh, but speaking of my life, this is the segue and the pivot moving on down. Again, if you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. Join our exclusive membership program. Help secure the content, bypass censorship, and so much more. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below. Moving on, talking about my personal life. Here's that joke I was about to tell you. I was at the uh, <laughs> I was at the midwife's office. Office? Midwifery? I'm not, I'm not sure. I was at the mid, I had a midwife appointment with my wife earlier this week and, uh, I just made a joke because we're like, Oh, do we want to have the birth, you know, here in your, in in your midwifery or do we want to have it at the house? You know, what do we, where do we want to have the birth at the birth of our child? Because we have the, the, uh, earlier this week marks the five month pregnant mark. She's five months pregnant, got four months to go. It's crazy how fast stuff is going. Sitting over here worried about this shit. I got so much other family stuff to take care of. I'm telling you, this is uh, quickly losing its priority. So I'm, 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 I'm just being honest with you. Uh, but we were at the midwife's appointment, just cracking jokes. And we got to talking about, you know, where we wanted to have the actual birth at. And, 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 and I said, well, why not have it at the house? Why not have it at this new place that we're at? In this little corner of the city, in this little village, right? Uh it's like permanent Easter over here. We've got the chickens. We've got the bunnies, right? We've got the garden. We've got so much life here. It only makes sense to have our baby come through the portal here. 
right? We've done so much growth. We've done so much maturing. We've done so much like, and we still have so much more to do, but we started it here at this house. Uh, it wouldn't make sense to have it at like a new house, right? It wouldn't make sense to, 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 to take all that we have accumulated here at this house and then try to import it on some brand new place. I would love to have the screams of my wife paint these halls that we have become so accustomed to. And I mean that. Like, that's the joke. As I was telling the midwife that it's like permanent Easter over here at my house. We got the chickens. We got the bunny. His name's Hapito Mayhem Terror or, ha or Hapito Mayhem Clinton. He's pretty intense. He messes with the dogs. He doesn't know he's a, he's a bunny. It's a very interesting Pokemon battle. I love watching it all the time. And I'm, 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 I'm ranting. Uh, but that was the joke, is that I was talking with my midwife earlier this week in my personal life about we're gonna have the we're gonna have the birth at the house. We're gonna have Maggie come through the portal here. There's something here that's working at this house that's helped grow us, and it only makes sense to have her uh, come through here. And so I don't know if that was like a joke, but I think that was my way of like trying to have like an intro and be funny. I'm not sure. There you go. Uh, we're having changes to the operation. There's changes to my personal life. And with that being said, let's start the show. This is season 11, episode 14. I'm going to start this transmission off with a quick report from Greg Reese. It's 10 minutes long. I'll find a nice place to pause it. But it's about 10 minutes long called Illuminati Unveiled. You can find it over there on band.video I'll try to put there I'll try to remember to put the link in the description bar below uh, but again this is Greg Reese's Illuminati Unveiled let's take a listen Lucifer son of the morning he who bears the light doubt it not that's the beginning of their big secret God is the devil and we're already in hell right now Altian Jurek, best known as Altian Childs, is an Australian performer who topped the charts after winning the season X area in 2010. On April 15th of this year, Altian published a five-hour video claiming he was initiated into the Freemasons, and that Freemasonry is hiding the true world religion, Satanism. He goes That buffering, though. That buffering is going to... True world religion. Satanism. He goes... You know, part of me thought to download this. Because you can do that if you go to band.video. You can straight download it. Part of me thought maybe I should just download this so we could skip this whole... This is the sum you do upon entering and exiting the ritual room while facing the Grandmaster. It stands for throat slip, and it goes like this. They use symbolic gestures to flaunt their secret religion, such as the sign of the Master of the Second Veil, or the Hidden Hand. She crappy internet, and uh, we're we're I'm, I'm about to blow. Malid, because this is your head struck off and placed on the highest spire of Christendom, destroying your business and reputation, 
and hang you in your own home. Masonic rules clearly stipulate that the Lodge has the authority and obligation to uphold these mandates and penalize any member who violates them. Masonic rules also warn members from inviting the vulgar and profane. The profane is what they call the uninitiated, anyone outside their secret order. As one climbs the ladder of power and masonry, Yeah, due to this buffering, we're probably unfortunately we're only going to be, play, be able to play so much of this because uh, I don't want to waste too much time. I, I I thought this was going to play. We played it beforehand, and uh, we thought we got all the buffering. Uh, but if it's going to keep doing this, we'll only play so much of it, and then continue on with the show because I don't want to waste too much time on this. Right of initiation which is the ultimate goal of this unholy hierarchy. 33rd degree Mason Manley P. Hall, who was named Freeman. Okay, uh, yeah, for the sake of time, and just for the sake of the flow of the show, we have to continue because I can't sit up over here. And um, I can't act like I got the patience to sit here and try to do a show with the with, with, with the buffering. What, what you need to know when you go watch that video is it'll break down a lot of the a lot of the Illuminati secrets a lot of the Freemasonic secrets that are going on right now um, how they've been in order how they've been externalizing the hierarchy how this is exactly what we're seeing right now and how there's a whole separate layer of reality that we are interfacing with uh, that actually that we don't interface with uh, because of these people and how they actually keep these mysteries that's why they call it uh, the the uh, the mystery school, because it's like a literal college of ideas. You got to think if we're worried about content deletion, content moderation in our own present time frame, book burning and things like that because of Hitler, imagine what history looks like. And it's because of organizations like the Freemasons and the Illuminati uh, going back for decades, generations, hundreds of years uh, doing this, correcting history, manipulating the present. I mean, George Washington, one of the founding fathers of America, literally talks about this. You can go look it up. He talks about how there are satanic factions within the Freemasons uh, taking things over. And he thought that this was a horrible thing because George Washington tried to be a Christian Freemason. And I've talked about that over here on the show, how I've had people who are in Freemasonry reach out to me saying, EJ, we need good Christian brothers inside of Freemason or in, inside of Freemasonry because we're having a fair amount of occultists. Uh, we're having a fair amount of, 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 of Satanists and more join. And I asked the question, well, how can they join if they believe in Satan? Well, that's the thing. In order to join Freemasonry, all you need to do is believe in a supreme being. They're not saying you need to believe in God. They're not saying that you need to believe in source or even that you believe in a supreme being. If you believe in Satan, who they believe could be a supreme being, you're, 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 you're acceptable. And so even if you don't believe in Satan, you can be doing it just to be like an edgelord. Uh, you're still able to get in. And so that's just our, our modern-day uh, incursion that we're seeing, this modern-day infiltration within Freemasonry. I would highly recommend you guys go check out that, that, that documentary. It's like, we're not that documentary. It's like a 10-minute long video. It's very well put together, uh, and it talks about some of the things that I mentioned here. Uh, and you, unfortunately, can't really go out there and talk to a whole lot of different Freemasons about this because that's how it's designed. It is designed to be tricked, a trickery. It's designed to be manipulation uh i think i think anton Levey talks about how freemasonry 
is a screening process for organized Satanism. And if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know we've talked about the, 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 the occult world, so to speak, uh, and the rise of modern-day Satanism. Again, shucks, we talked about this at the start of the minicast this week. May the 4th be with you. And so really all that's happening right now is what I said at the start of the pandemic. As they tell us to put the mask on, they're taking their mask off. We are seeing, again, the externalization of the hierarchy. We are seeing them come out and saying, you're right. We do uh, form these secret societies that control and dictate the world. You're right. We do need global governance. We do need a, uh, a, a scientific dictatorship, a technocracy, a consolidation of the smartest minds in the world, uh, overseeing everything else. A very well put together transmission. I would, rec- I would recommend you guys go check it out. Uh, unfortunately, because of the buffering and because of my impatience, we will not be doing so over here. Again, that is Greg Reese over there at Bandot Video uh, with his newest video titled Illuminati Unveiled. So to get things set up in this show, uh, because we do things a little bit differently, I've really enjoyed doing the news blitzes to set the tone for the show. I'll do that, and then I'll get into, again, lawlessness embraced. The shootings, the stabbings, the destabilization, the organized economic collapse, and so much more. Let's see. I hope I hope I can get through this. You guys know how I am. I see like a couple of things, and then I just get so Twitter-pated that I, uh, <laughs> I can hardly finish. But here is, uh, let's get into this. This comes from signs of the time. Uh, Some experts now project reaching COVID herd immunity is unlikely in the U.S. So after traumatizing us for an entire year, they said, oh, you guys can't reach that. You're not going to get herd immunity. Don't worry about that. Another one from signs of the time. Depression rate in the U.K. more than doubles since the start of the C-19 pandemic. One in five people is affected. We've talked about this. Uh, the, the, The growing mental health epidemic that's taking place you know and i gotta i gotta say this because i talked about it earlier to earlier this week on the show i think we would be able to get through this a lot better if we didn't have such like flim flamsy leaders and a, a a culture again that promotes like decadence and degeneracy hedonism and more whenever we have all kinds of stuff that promotes the idea of being a victim instead of being a victor uh we're not going to mentally get through this and again, when you have them saying being a hero is putting on your mask uh, and, and, and not sacrificing yourself, but being subservient, you're switching people's brains around. And again, what I'm trying to say is we don't really see a culture that's saying, hey, me and my family are going to get through this without the vaccine. Hey, me and my family are getting through this with uh, sunlight. We don't see like the pictures of people going out doing normal human activities. So, of course, we're going to have a population of people that has been victimized socially and culturally, politically and online. Right. Of course, they're going to have failing mental health issues. Uh, And unfortunately, we talked about that, how the the depression is up, the suicides are up, the overdoses are up. We have an article later on we'll get into maybe, you know, about how infertility rates are up as well. And so this is the the dehumanizing aspect of all that you see taking place. The anti-human nature of C-19 and so much more. But again, the overall dehumanizing effect that we're seeing take place in society. 
we'll get we'll we will get into talking about the lawlessness that's being embraced but let's get back into this quick news blitz <laughs> this is a funny interesting doom break Quid, kids quickly wear down armed school bus jacker by asking lots of questions this is not <laughs> this is not the onion this is raw story again we've we've been mentioning them uh a lot lately <laughs> they said that a, a u.s army trainee hijacked a bus full of elementary school kids thursday in south carolina but let them go after they pestered him with too many questions the trainee left Fort Jackson with a rifle around 7 a.m. and tried to hitch a ride on Interstate 77 before spotting the school bus stop where he boarded this bus and ordered the, and ordered the driver to take him to the next town, reported NBC. <laughs> News. You know what's so funny is I saw, a, I saw a school bus full of kids on my hike this morning. I didn't take my rifle and go, you know, commandeer the vehicle. I waved to them. Me and my pups, we waved to them. We say hello. Uh, the sad part is, unfortunately, is the bus driver was wearing a mask. Uh, but I still smiled, maskless, uh, proud and black, out there in the mountains with my four dogs saying, Hello, hello. Kids quickly wear down armed school bus hijacker by asking a lot of questions. <laughs> Who's the real terrorist? Getting back in the news. New Jersey cop fired for post berating BLM protesters as terrorists. Yeah, I heard about this earlier this week. A twenty-year, a, a, a police officer of twenty years had been let go from the force because she called out BLM for doing what BLM does, and uh, it's a it's a shame. It really is a shame. Yeah, and again, you know, the, the, again, this, the crazy part is, is I'm just casually talking about the lawlessness. You know, uh, National Guard trainees commandeering a bus, a bus full of a school bus full of kids, uh, cops fired for being honest. Again, this is just the lawlessness where they're just telling you, hey, get used to this. We're going to break down your principles of law and order. We're going to break down your safe and security net. We're going to break down all these layers of protection that were in society for years. Oh, we're just going to get rid of that. We're just going to get rid of that. This next uh, next piece of news: CDC projects a sharp decline in COVID cases while calling variants a quote wild card. I'm sure. This next one comes from the Gateway Pundit. Twitter bans Trump's from the desk account less than 24 hours after the launch. And uh, yes, earlier this week, Donald Trump launched. What people say was a social media account, a social media platform. It really, to my, from my perspective, it isn't. It's 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 a it's a it's basically like a blog where it allows him to post content and for people to sign up and and, and comment. But it's not necessarily a social media platform like uh, what many people were expecting. Uh, but it says Twitter has banned an account from for former President Donald Trump's new website. Less than a day after it was created, the account was for Trump's website that is functioning essentially as his own personal Twitter feed. Yes, I have my own thoughts surrounding that, conspiratorially speaking, and more. I mean, they got to keep Trump. In, they they have to keep Trump in the game. They got to keep him on the screen because they know Joe Biden is a bore. Uh, Trump creates that contention. 
Biden is meant to literally lull us into a state of pacification and keep us asleep. They got to keep Trump in the board uh, again to 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 monitor the opposition. That's why the minute Biden got into office, we saw such a fervor of things going against the uh, conservatives, Republicans, constitutionalists, Christians, and more that is still making many people's heads spin. Check this out. Getting back into the news. Michigan House bill would impose, what does it say? Would impose a $1,000 fine as punishment for C-19 vaccine cards. That's interesting. Why are they punishing people for having vaccine cards? This is a bill sponsored by Michigan uh, Republicans would impose $1,000 fines for each vaccine card issued by any government agency. Interesting. Interesting. So no vaccine cards. They don't want paper trails. They just want to be able to keep it online. You know, that a lot of that comes from, again, Joe Biden's uh, C-19 action plan. Uh, Operation Dark Winter that we read back in late December. And now this is a part of the surveillance aspect of it. Yeah, do away with the paper trail. Do away with the vaccine cards. We want to be able to see your records, your digital records. And we also want people to be able to update the system themselves. This is why the vaccine passports, right, are are a huge part of this. How can we get people to give us daily updates on their personal and biological information? Michigan House bill would impose a $1,000 fine as punishment for C-19 vaccine cards. Interesting. Interesting. Let us... Move on forward. Move on forward. Interesting. Seattle's Children's Soccer League president calls cops on parents who refuse to wear masks outside, permanently bans their kids from the league. I'm sure there's a video. Oh, with tyranny this moist, we've got to have a video. This comes from Phil uh, Phil Shiver over there at the Blaze. They put this up May 6. It says the president of a Seattle areas children's soccer league reportedly harassed and called the police on parents who refused to wear masks outdoors while watching their kids play how dare they how how dare they want to breathe and shout at their kids soccer game how dare they want to make memories don't you know there's a pandemic going on you better mask up let's play this and then we'll continue on listen to this listen to this tyranny I'm allowing you to stay because, again, it looks like we are complying with permit because nearly every other complied. But if you don't mask up, you're absolutely leaving. So you decide. Are you going to mask up or not? I'm not wearing a mask outside, and I'm not going to let my little girl hang out in an unsafe area in White Center with no parents, which is what you've asked to do. That's true. Yes, it is. It is. You're welcome, and we would love to have you have a parent here with your kid. Of course. Are you going to mask up? That's the only thing I'm asking. I'm I'm outside. I told you I would... Don't, please. Are you going to mask up? up. No, I'm not going to wear a mask outside. Then I need you to leave. Fair enough. It's your decision. If you want to mask up, I'm willing to let you stay. Great. If you don't mask up, you're leaving. Thanks, Chip. Thank you. You're leaving. I am? Yeah. Doesn't feel like it. Well, if this is the way you guys are going to behave, then you're not going to 
participate with West Seattle soccer anymore. So you guys can decide. I'm in a dugout. I'm behind, I'm not even honest. I don't honest. want to hear excuses. You are on a King County field. Masks are required by all spectators. No exceptions. Wear the kids aren't even allowed, aren't even told they have to wear a mask when they're on the field playing. Don't ask me why they are allowed to take their mask off during the game. I don't know, but that's what Department of Health says. That's what Washington Youth Soccer says. I am controlling. You're a modern day brown shirt, Jeff. You, you know, Do you know anything about history? Are you going to mask up or not? I've already answered that question. All right, then I, I really, I'm going to ask you to leave one more time. Are you going to ask me to call this the police sad. on you? I'm not asking you to do anything, Chip. I'm trying to sit outside on a taxpayer-funded dugout. Sad. Sad days where we can't even enjoy simple activities without letting stuff like this get to us. Like you said, mask up. Come on, just just obey. Why aren't you just being obedient? This is a darn shame. You know, the only hope I have at this point is the fact that these people are going to intensify more of the social engineering, more of the programming, and everything they do. And this is just going to drive people to have like a massive migration, uh, like what we talked about earlier this week, this civil war, where people just get up and leave to where they're fed up, to where they're done. They just say, you know what? I'm out. I'm going to go. We're going to link up with other people who are buying land, creating their own new cities. We're going to re we're we're going to re we're going to have our greater reset. We're going to reimagine our own situation uh, because this is a darn shame. Again, we have hardly even touched the show, and there is so much to work with. This is why again we have changed up some of the format of what we've done. These news blitzes are very important. Again, they give you a snapshot. Uh, while with the show, we try to give you a big, heaping download of what's taking place. Uh, getting back into the news, back into the news blitz. Federal government telling Facebook to silence those with vaccine safety concerns, says lawsuit. Apparently this comes from the Free Thought Project over there. Written by Matt Agarist, the folks at Activist Post reposted it. It says that it is no longer a random act. Facebook censorship has become so blatant and massive that they have indefinitely silenced the former president of the United States. Many pro-censorship pro advocates cheer this on because they dislike the voices silenced by Fedbook. They attempt to justify the censorship with the claims that Fedbook is a private company and can do what they want. A lawsuit filed against the social media giant says that that is not the case. That is not the case. That's good. We're seeing pushback. It's going to take some time. It will. It's Again, I, I think everything I'm just kind of quickly glancing into is just so much lawlessness, like this next one right here. Another massive brawl breaks out at a Miami International Airport. Weaves go flying. Women dragged across the floor. More of it. And I'm telling you, I think the crazy thing is, is again, we are seeing more and more destabilizing events, more and more civil unrest. It's either you're obedient or you're just out there being ratchet and crazy. And that's just the crazy, that's, 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 that's our option. There's no middle ground. That's the good thing about the middle class that doesn't want to be highfalutin and also doesn't want to be poor. We're just like, leave us out of it. But you see them trying to rip that away. The fact that we can be, that we can't be neutral, 
that we've got to be polarized, that we've either got to click up with the establishment, or we've got to, we, or that we've got to deal with this. Uh, but let's 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 play this a little bit, and then we'll get into the actual news because, like I said, I can't spend too much time on these news blitzes. I say they're news blitzes, but I literally only get into like maybe one. <laughs> I get into like one. I get into like maybe three, four, if that, and then I just start rambling because it's just it's it's incredible. Uh, but here, let's fight at the Miami National Miami International Airport. Um, wow! Whoa! Whoa! Okay! Whoa! Okay. I'll, I'll try to describe it. Is uh, basically people beefing at at the airport. What you want me to say? Homie, homie looked like he's choking one home. Wow. One black man looks like he's choking another black man. Looks like homie's homegirl got in there, and now the homegirls is fighting. And we have all just got to be doing better, black folk. Black Lives Matter, right? Jesus. Okay, well, I gotta, I gotta stop this. These, these are so Again, so much stuff going on. It is kind of wild trying to figure out how we're gonna start the show. Uh, really, it truly is. I think I'll get into maybe like one or two more of these, and then we gotta start the show for real. It's like for me, the news blitz is like flipping through the news. Or flipping through like the TV, right? You come home from work, you come home from wherever you rent, uh, or you're at the hotel staying someplace, and then you're just like, what's on the TV? You know, usually nothing, but you kind of just want to sit there and watch the nothingness go by as you just think to yourself, what is what is my next move? What's what's going on? You know, what is this world uh, that I'm trying to find sanity in? Well, let's get back into this. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, cop accuses elderly man of robbing his own home and tortures him with a taser. With a taser. So, again, there's that, uh, that lawlessness to protect and serve, right? U.S.-China to hold first bilateral phase one trade deal talks since Biden's inauguration. Negotiating our surrender. Negotiating our capitulation. Uh, I don't think I have it in this particular episode, but information came out sometime this week about how China's or how the Chinese are no longer having to take their their their, their vaccines. Uh, but they are forcing us to, for sure. I put this up in the Telegram. You guys can go check it out. Uh, trifecta, DARPA, IARPA, and now HARPA to complete the digital dictatorship. And one of Biden's recent speeches, he talked about the necessity for having DARPA uh, in our government. And all I could think about is basically Biden's incompetent. He's handing the baton over to the machines uh, and to the technocrats and basically saying, oh, well, you know, these guys are pretty smart. Let's follow them. That the, the script that Joe Biden is reading from is Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. He's not in control. It's the establishment. 
Let me finish off the news blitz with this quick article or this, uh, this, this headline. I think it summarizes everything. It says U.S. Army plans biohybrid robots with mammal muscles. This comes from Paul Seaburn over there at Mysterious Universe. <laughs> so, so, so on top of uh, DigiDogs, on top of Spot, on top of Boston Dynamics, on top of exoskeletons on Chinese soldiers, we have biohybrid robots with mammal muscles. From the what could possibly go wrong file comes yet another report that the U.S. military is working to create robotic warriors that move more like humans than the ones these robotic New York police dogs trying to walk on two legs and carry a gun. The latest technique under trial is something called biohybrid robotics, which in this case means replacing rods, gears, and shock absorbers, absorbers with real human muscle tissue. Are you ready for robots with biceps bigger than yours? Or Arnold's? <laughs> it says instead of building a better wolf with technology, Dr. Dean Culver, a research scientist at the Army Research Laboratory, told NextGov.com that the, lab that the lab strategy would be to make the robotic wolf better with biology, using real tendons and ligaments to give the robot real wolf speed, spring, and agility, and replace its batteries with a chemical system that could be replenished on the run rather than shutting down and, and, and shutting down the robot for recharging. The same strategy is behind building a better robotic soldier for combat. Current robots on wheels, powered by batteries, are reaching their physical limits. More concerning, however, are current attempts to make human-like robots walking, which Culver says work well on flat terrain, but fall down literally and figuratively on gravel and on rougher terrain. So there you have it. <laughs> Earlier this week I talked about how... Uh, and we'll be talking about it in this podcast episode as well. Neural rights, right? Because they have mind-reading technology. And now you've got robots that want to move like humans. Boy, I tell you, the future is running up on us pretty fast. You've got Joe Biden, the Crypt Keeper and President, literally advocating DARPA. Insanity. Uh, but let's go ahead and start getting into the news again. That was our quick news blitz. Let's get into the lawlessness embraced segment of this show. Bam. Uh, speaking of lawlessness embraced, and again, just some of the crazy stuff that they just want us to get used to that's just going to keep happening that we probably won't hear about. Apparently, there was a shooting uh, at, the, at, at, at the CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia. Or McLean, Virginia. It says FBI says individual shot by law enforcement outside of CIA hospital or headquarters was taken to a hospital. He actually later on died. Quote, an individual involved in a security incident outside of Central Intelligence headquarters in McLean, Virginia, emerged from his vehicle with a weapon and was engaged by law enforcement. A tweet stated. Uh, this comes from Alex Nitzberg over there, Adjusted News. And before I get into this, think about what we just kind of went through fights at airports, robot dogs, destabilization, getting people used to all this chaos and so much more. This probably happened and it got no attention. Uh, there is a, there's a video floating around right now too of a, of a black dude literally running up on some Asian guy. He has like a one year old kid. He's taking his kid to like the, to the store or something. Black dude comes up and just like, he just straight like lands like 12 bows on the dude. Just 12 blows on the guy, if, if not more so, man. Uh, 
And it's just crazy because who's telling these people to go out here and beat up Asian people? I understand that we're, I understand the whole China situation. I understand the stop Asian hate stuff. Uh, but again, who's telling people to get used to this chaos and to commit these types of crimes? Who's telling this person, go out here and go find the CIA? Who's going out here to tell these people, uh, 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 burn this building down, attack these Asian people? They come, in, they come to kill, steal, and destroy. Let me read this quick article by Alex Nitzberg of how the FBI says that an individual was shot by law enforcement outside of CIA headquarters. He actually died subsequently. Uh, let's only get a little bit of this. It says the FBI said on Monday that an individual who was shot by law enforcement outside of CIA headquarters had been taken to a hospital. Quote, FBI is reviewing an agent-involved shooting that occurred at approximately 6 p.m. on Monday, May 3, 2021. An individual involved in a security incident outside of Central Intelligence HQ in McLean, Virginia, emerged from his vehicle with a weapon and was engaged by law enforcement officers, according to a tweet. Quote, the subject was wounded and has been transported to a hospital for medical attention. The FBI takes all shooting incidents involving our agents or task force members seriously. And it's got the subsequent tweets uh, from the FBI, FBI Washington field. Uh, but there you have it. You've got civilians popping shots, shots fired at FBI agents. FBI agents. Which leads me to my next article and a very well-posed question. Are we going to see an explosion of lawlessness in the streets of America this summer? I would have to agree. This is an article that comes from End Time Headlines by Ricky Scaparo. They put this up May 3rd. It says, have you noticed that the corporate media has been repeatedly using the word, quote, violent to describe what the summer of 2021 is going to be like? Many Americans believed that once Joe Biden was in the White House, that all the civil unrest that, was be that we have been witnessing would magically disappear and that violent crime rates would go back to normal. Of course, neither of those things happened. We continue to see civil unrest erupt in major U.S. cities such as Portland, and murder rates are even higher in 2021 than they were in 2020. This is, in fact, this is a fact that was highlighted in a recent Axios article entitled, quote, It's said to be a hot, violent summer. A sample of 37 cities with data available for the first three months of 2021 collected by the crime analysis Jeff Asher indicates murders are up 18% over the same period in 2020. The continued increase comes a year after which major U.S. cities experienced a 33% rise in homicides and a 63% or in, in, in 63 of the 66 largest police jurisdictions saw an increase in at least one category of violent crime, according to a report from the major cities' chief association. In this instance, Axios is right on the money. Murder rates were way up, way up, all over the nation last year. And this, and this year, murder rates are shooting even higher. It is also true that we tend to see a spike in violence over the summer. And one expert that was interviewed by Axios is warning that this, summer, that this upcoming summer will be, quote, abnormally violent. Abnormally violent. I got a couple theories on that. We have clips we'll be playing for you guys. Protests erupting in Colombia because of the... the, the the lack of opportunity, the lockdowns, the killing of the economy, the destroying of jobs, the great reset, inflation. If you do not have storable foods, you're slacking. I definitely would recommend you guys get yourself some. 
I really would. We'll put the link to my Patriot Supply for you. Uh, but again, supply chain is being disrupted. This is a part of the having centralized control. This is a part of global governance to where they're getting us used to austerity, poverty, and more. You know what comes with that? Violence, hatred, foolishness. And that's what they're getting us used to. Oh, you can't even go to the airport without there being fights. You can't go to the grocery store with the, the grocery store without there being fights. You can't go anywhere. They're getting us used to destabilization. I'm sure you're seeing it in your own in your own area, right? People are acting a little bit more crazy. If we have time, I'll play that clip for you guys. Uh, but they're saying that aggravated aggravated issues on airlines has been up. Meaning again, the same way that I played that clip for you of the Miami International Airport having fights, they're they're having people on planes freaked out. Could be because of the masks. Could be because of oxygen deprivation. Could be because of just everything. People are on edge. And it was all it's all been done by design. Let me get back into this. Like they said, this summer is expected to be abnormally violent. Quote, summer 2021 is going to be abnormally violent. John Roman, a senior, a senior fellow at the Economics, Justice, and Society Group at NORC and the University of Chicago wrote, wrote this year. Quote, it is the new normal. There is that word violent again. It is almost as if they are trying to mentally condition us for something. Once you're alert to it, you will start noticing the corporate media using it constantly. I would agree. I would agree. And actually, this is this is one and this is one point in which I am full in agreement with with the corporate media. There will be a tremendous violence during the summer of 2021, and certain decisions that our political leaders are now making will contribute to that violence. For example, it was just announced that 76,000 inmates could soon be permanently released in California, and we are being told that 63,000 of those inmates actually have been convicted for, quote, violent crimes. California is set to release at least 63,000 inmates convicted of violent crimes in an effort to create a, quote, safer prison. Yes. The prisons will most likely be safe, will definitely be safer if all those criminals are released. But the mean streets of California will become even more dangerous. I have no idea why California Gover- Governor Gavin Newsom would do such a thing. Releasing tens of thousands of violent criminals just in time for the summer is incredibly foolish, and he is being strongly criticized by Republicans for choosing to do this. Again, are we going to see an explosion of lawlessness in the streets of America? This summer, I have to ask the question, are we not already? I believe so. Are we not already? I, I, I thoroughly believe we already are, man. I feel like we are going to reach Venezuela Mad Max level. Like if you guys, I'm here, let me see if I could just pull this clip up for you right now so you can see. This pan, this this protest that's going on in Colombia, it is insane, dude. Oh my God! If we have anything close to this, God help us. God help us. Okay, so yeah, let me just play this. Oh, oh, let me see if I can get this up for you guys, and I'll describe it to our to our uh, our, our our audio listener audience because it is insane. I'm not going to lie to you. It makes me think, oh my God, (laughs) what are we going to do? 
And this is me being dramatic for sure, no doubt. Uh, but I'm also trying to paint a picture for you guys and, and to really put it into perspective as to w w what we're going to be facing. Mobs of people running over to you or coming to you. Like we've talked about this in the past. This is probably what they mean by the zombie apocalypse uh, to where, again, you have people who are hungry, who are unemployed, uh, who are angry, who are shouting at you, who are coming at you with such frothing, vitriolic hate that you don't know what to do uh, other than just like shoot to protect yourself. But here is Colombia, strained by the pandemic and economic hardship, exploding into a protest. And I'll describe it for you guys as it plays in the background. Great God. So this is not a, uh, my God, this is not a soccer game. This is not a football game. This is, this is not uh good, good God. I have no idea what to compare that to. You heard that. You heard the people shouting. You heard the anger. You heard the beating. You heard the cries. This is coming to America. I I assure you, my friends, this is coming to America. Uh, and so, yes, get prepared. Get yourself storable goods. If you don't think we're going to be hurt by, these eco by, by the economic hardships, as they call it, the socioeconomic devastation of what COVID-19 has brought is what we say, the economic hardships that, that C-19 brought, you're not paying attention. When we say when, when when we make statements saying that when you shut the world down, the third the third world dies and this and the first world absorbs it. This is why you see this. This is again getting us used to the lawlessness, the erosion of our of our protections, of our freedoms, and so much more. Insanity. Let's continue on. In an effort to bypass spy warrants. The Biden administration is partnering with private firms to surveil so-called domestic terrorists online. This is an article that comes from the Gateway Pundit. It's by Christian, uh, Christina Lalia. They put this up May 3rd. And basically what they're talking about is how those third-party apps, this is how they're going to create their social credit score, is they're going to use these third-party apps to determine how who you are, right? We saw the beginning of this right after uh, the... January 6th siege, right, to where you had MasterCard and other companies saying that they weren't going to do business with some of these people that had, vi that, that had visited the Capitol. They were able to geolocate people uh, using using some of their cards, their, 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 their transactions that were in the area, saying, oh, this person's a domestic terrorist. It's situations like that. Uh, oh, you, 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 you booked a hotel during this time period? Okay, well, we're going to get rid of you because you have white supremacist-leaning views. The Biden administration will be partnering with private firms to surveil, quote, domestic terrorists online. In other words, since the Biden administration can't spy without a warrant or probable cause slash ongoing investigation, they will outsource it to the private sector. The Department of Homeland Security can only browse through open social media platforms such as Twitter, Fedbook, etc., and can assume false identities to infiltrate private messaging apps. However, there is a plan in the works to circumvent the department's limits so the government can monitor online chat and private messaging apps like Telegram. Shucks, man. Shucks, man. Might be time for us to be getting off Telegram. And this is a darn shame. They, 
This is again the plan. You can hear more about my thought process on why we have to get into a more battleground mindset with all this stuff on our on our most recent exclusive membership transmission. But just we have to make changes. They're trying to cut down communication. They're trying to not give us uh, outposts or readouts to collectively have these free thought discussions. It's very, very dangerous. But getting back into the article, it says, quote, if the DHS can find willing external partners that would help provide access to private groups on these encrypted apps, DHS and its federal partners, including the FBI, would be, le- would be able to legally identify potential domestic terrorists and access information that could inform investigative efforts, a source familiar with the effort, told CNN. And this next part comes from CNN. It says that the Biden administration is considering using outside firms to track extremist chatter by Americans online, an effort that would expand the government's ability to gather intelligence but could draw criticism over surveillance of the U.S. citizens. The plan being discussed inside DHS, according to multiple sources, would, in effect, allow the department to circumvent those limits. A source familiar with the effort said that it is not about decrypting data, but rather using outside entities who can legally access these private groups to gather large, inf- large amounts of information that could help DHS identify key narratives as they emerge. By partnering with research firms who have more visibility in this space, the DHS could produce information that would likely be beneficial to both it and the FBI, which can't monitor U.S. citizens in this way without first getting a warrant or having the pretext of an ongoing investigation. The CIA and the NSA are also limited on collecting intelligence domestically. So what they're saying is they're trying to figure out a way to spy on you. They're trying to figure out a way to get to know the mind of these so-called domestic terrorists. What they're saying is you are the problem. We've got to figure out a way to not only call you conspiracy theorists or disinformation agents or anti-vaxxers or anti-maskers or any of this type of thing, but how do we take it a step further? How do we take it a step further and literally criminalize you and put you in the domestic terrorist category for what? I think that's the even crazier question. For what? It's like, what am I doing? You literally got people over here burning down buildings, hold, like saying they're going to commit violent acts against the mayor. And you want to come after people who don't want to take the shot. It's like you have these people who are sleepwalking us to a totalitarian state. And the only people that are resisting are the anti-vaxxers. And these are the domestic terrorists. This is what happens when you have it again, an authoritarian big brother style government that thinks it knows what's best. And again, all of this is designed to eradicate free thought, to eradicate any type of uh, political ideology that they cannot control. That's the dangers of all this. It's like (laughs) who they so-called domestic terrorists. That's the most important part. What constitutes as domestic terrorism? What makes someone a domestic terrorist? Because apparently what, what what's going on out there in the streets, that doesn't count. Those are peaceful protests. You see what I'm saying? But again, this is just more of that lunacy and more of that insanity that they're telling us oh, that they're telling us just to get used to. Don't worry about it. You're asking too many questions. Right? Just just go along with it. Let me pull up for you guys real quick this clip of the FBI, of, of basically Antifa, threatening their mayor.
Ted Wheeler. Uh, we have played this on basically every single show since it came out. And the reason I'm saying this is because I expected this. I expected these type of threats to take place. I expected these type of uh, 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 videos to come out. These are for real domestic terrorists, right? These are the real people out there causing all this chaos. It's, but they won't. But they won't get visited. Here is Antifa uh, sending death threats against the Portland mayor, Ted Wheeler. Man, the anarchist and anti-fascist community do not speak. F Hello, we come to you as a small collective from within the anarchist and anti-fascist community. Do not ask for the whole. Each individual may carry ideologies, beliefs about how things could, should, or will be accomplished. We hope with this message to simply convey a few points that are commonly agreed upon within this community. The mayor of this city is undeserving of his position. He had made it abundantly clear that we to him more crazy that we're like literally in a day and age where we see uh not necessarily like hostage threat videos or or, or just like terroristic threat videos but it's just I, I really wouldn't even know what to say it like they're mixing anonymous tactics of doxing people uh with 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 basically like mafioso style things like i'm not sure what you would call this man uh, but it is so crazy that we are in this time period and these guys hardly get any attention they got. They have. They have people within mainstream media and government basically covering up for them and then bailing them out if they get into any trouble. And so, yeah, um, I think what's going to happen with Antifa and BLM is uh, they're going to grow. They're going to intensify. Uh, this legion mindset that you heard right there is they're going to outgrow some of the people that gave birth to them, and they're be they're going to become even more crazy and chaotic, uh, and they're going to become what the government calls ungovernable and that's all been done by design. We talk more about this in the quick mini cast we did entitled Zebellion. Um, and that's exactly what you're seeing right there. The creation of it, the state's coming after people make no mistake. And even though we may not immediately agree with these people's methods, uh, what they're saying is still valid. And so that's very, very crazy. in so many different ways, it really does trip me out thinking that again, 
we're in these days. We're in this time period to where uh, you're seeing terroristic threats against elected officials. We will see hostages. We will see more crazier things take place uh, because the, these are those days. They're getting us used to civil unrest. They're getting us used to destabilization. Uh, they're getting us, again, used to the lawlessness, the breakdown of law and order uh, to where we live in these extremes. And so speaking of the breakdown of law and order, I'm going to play for you guys real quick a video of Irish police breaking into a man's house and removing his children at 3 a.m. after he filmed police barging in and shutting down a Catholic mass. So so let me let me clarify that the crime is that he had filmed police breaking up a Catholic mass, probably shucks, probably Easter. The, the, the cops are probably shut down in Easter session. And so he probably caught the video of the incident. And so they don't think they did anything wrong. They come after the individual who filmed the video as if he was the perpetrator, as if he was the bad guy. This is, again, that lawlessness. You're not allowed to be honest. You're not allowed to be truthful. Like, this is insane. This is, again, a violation of human rights, a violation of the social contract. Like, is there no constitution? Is there no bill of rights? You just see it literally being trampled upon. And this is not good. You're either, it, it, it literally has become, you're either with the state or you're against it. This polarization is very dangerous. Uh, but again, let's, let, let's, let's, let's watch this and then we'll continue on. It's just insanity uh, because we, we, keep, we keep seeing this. This happens in Ireland, right? But in the UK, we saw it just a couple weeks ago where they broke down a man's door because he had violated the quarantine protocol or the, the quarantine procedure. So this isn't even COVID related. This isn't even COVID related. And you've got the police thinking that it's all right to violate this man's sanctity and his privacy because he, re he recorded a video? Insane. Let's listen. With you with the utmost dignity here tonight. Excuse me. Walk into me while I'm dead. Explain to you why we're doing what we're doing. You have, you have became more vocal since you've had access to your mobile phone. I know you're recording me. And I've no problem with that. Because I'm satisfied what we have done is lawful. Okay, now the next one is fucking crazy. Huh? Yes. Patrick, this, this is crazy. Uh, yeah, Patrick, just stand here now. Hang here. One, two, three, come four. Here. Patrick, either you come back in here with us. Huh? Or right? Come back in here. Right, right, right. Now. Okay. Now, Patrick, you'll be coming with us tonight, you. Huh? That's fully. Okay? You understand that? Okay. Now. We're going to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you okay. a pair of shoes? We're going to get shoes. Shoes. you. We're going to get some medical assistance for yourself. Okay. I want to get medical assistance. Yes, yes, Excuse me. We want to get you. Excuse me. Medical assistance yes. for what? As I said, we the investigations get done. We have concerns for your well-being also. What investigations are they? I will talk to you in more detail. Yeah. We're going um, to go to Longford. Am I under? Yes. You are you being detained from the Mental Treatment Act. Yes, under Section Twelve of the Mental Treatment Act for assessment. Of yes. the what? Yes. Section Twelve of the Mental Treatment Act, two thousand and one. Have you, Patrick, have you shoes? Huh? Shoes, have you shoes there? Can you put shoes on you? Okay. I remember my children. Children, as I said, we've invoked Section 12 of the Child Care Act 1991 as amended. The children will be going into care. That's crazy. This is disgraceful. Yeah. Patrick, that's the position. Okay. That's have you, crazy. Have you a pair of shoes with you, Patrick, now? Okay. 
Can you get shoes? Can you get dress? Yes, you can. That's crazy. All right. Give your shoes. Five there. minutes. Give yeah. me five minutes. All from okay. filming a video. Who's to say that they won't say, you know, that that random black dude, Freedom Faction, you know, we got rid of him over there on, on, on Instagram, and he just kept talking about that stuff. You mind if you just pay him a quick visit? Uh, just visit him real quick and say, hey, we're here to provide medical assistance. Uh, we're curious about whether or not you have any vaccines or anything like this. Like, who who's to say that that won't be me? That's the crazy thing, that your children will go into care, that you're being detained for your well-being. We're actually here uh, to, to, to provide medical assistance. We've noticed that you've begun a little bit to become a little bit more disturbed uh, since you grabbed your mobile device. I think that it would be better if you came with us. So let's go ahead and get your clothes on. And this is it. This is this is Big Brother in a nutshell. This is them literally saying that we know what's best for you and for your kids. Uh, we're going to remove them. This is terrifying. This is this is terrifying. This is tyranny underneath a different name. Make no mistake about it. These people are literally trying to find a way to come after your kids, to literally repossess them and say, oh, well, he, this, this person's engaging in wrong think. They're not going along with the agenda. He filmed us. Kidnap him and his kids. How, how insane is that? That this is the day and age that we are in. That it's okay to just like kidnap a man's, a grown man's son or grown man kids. Wow, my God. Uh, this is this is medical tyranny. This is the scientific dictatorship. This is that lawlessness. Oh, don't you you better not film us breaking up this this Catholic mass. Better get yourself in the back of the car. This is insane. And so as we see this taking place, right, locking down churches, saying, "Oh, you better not work. You better stay at home. Oh, we don't care if you're if you're overdosing on your pills or if you've got crippling debt." We don't care about any of that stuff. You better stay at home and put your mask on. As you see all this taking place, check this out. Uh, German interior minister warns that politically motivated crimes are on the rise in Germany. Far right offenses hit record numbers in 20 years. This comes from Signs of the Time. They put this up on Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May. And I've been, again, foreshadowing this. Whenever I started, whenever I watched that movie, Harrison Bergeron, and it had mentioned... Uh, essentially far-right activists or extremists, however you want to look at it, people making making trouble, the kidnappings, the hostages and stuff like this. What do you think is going to happen whenever the right begins to take over some of the tactics of Antifa? We mentioned it just the other week, right? How in France you had people that had kidnapped their boss to try to negotiate better circumstances Who's to say that some of these very same offenses, these far-right offenses, won't take place here in America? We played for you that clip of basically like a, 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 a zombie-like scenario in Colombia. Who's to say that these type of things won't occur here, given the economic conditions that are taking place? We're, all, we're, we're, we're barely within the 100 days of Biden's administration, man. You give it a couple more years with this, this trickle effect that they're having, the economic collapse that they're trying to orchestrate, it's going to be crazy. Let me get into this. It says Germany has seen its highest number of politically motivated crimes in a decade in 2020. 
Interior Minister Horst Seehofer said, calling it a, quote, very worrying trend and adding that more of them, or more than half of them, were far-right offenses. The number of politically motivated crimes in Germany in 2020 has risen by more than 8.5% in comparison to the previous year. Seehofer told a press conference, citing fresh data provided by the Federal Criminal Police, the BKA. The number of such crimes in 2020 was the highest over the last decade, according to the statistics, although all politically motivated crimes still constitute just 1% of all offenses committed in Germany. The minister still called the numbers, quote, very worrying and said that this upward trend is, quote, solidifying and that the officials see a, quote, clear tendency towards brutality. I would have to agree when you've politically motivated crimes. Is that who's telling all these black folks to go out there and go beat up Asians? Is that why you got people like uh, Tom Hanks's kids saying, oh, it's going to be a white boy summer and stuff like this? Are these racially motivated crimes or are these politically motivated crimes? Have they been watching too much television or are they watching too much Netflix? Getting back into this, it says, quote, these numbers are very alarming, mainly because a trend has been established over the last few years, he said, adding that the C-19 pandemic had further contributed to the, quote, polarization of the political discussion. More than all of half of half of all of the politically motivated crimes were committed by far right radicals, the minister said adding that the police reported more than 23,000 such offenses in 2020, an increase in 5.7 in comparison to 2019 that were mostly related to the far-right propaganda, hate speech, and insults. Their numbers were were still the highest since 2001 when such statistics were reported for the first time, according to the Interior Minister. Left-wing extremist offenses, although much smaller in number than the right-wing ones, were still rising at a faster pace and reached 10,971 in 2020, which is 11.39% more than in the previous year. Quote, religiously motivated crimes, including Islamist ones, were also up by 12.24% and accounted for 477 offenses in 2020, according to the police data. It says this shows again that the right-wing extremism is the biggest threat to our country, Seehofer said during the press conference while admitting that, quote, extremism in all its forms remains a threat for our society. Yes, I would have to agree. Extremism is not good. Extremism causes dangers. It causes us to lose our minds. And that's what I'm saying, man. Um, we are literally seeing the very fabric of society be whittled down and manipulated and destroyed because of all of these different offenses that are taking place, uh, because of all the politics, because, again, of the culture uh, that they are promoting. This lawlessness, this decadence, the apathy, the nihilism, the immorality, right? I thank God every day for what little I've been given. I really do. I really do. But let me play for you guys this quick clip of bad behavior on flights soars. The FAA says the number of reported cases this year is at a 10 is is 10 times higher than the than the annual average. So in this entire segment I've basically pointed out how we're going crazy out there. If it looks like stuff's getting crazy, if it looks like people are losing their minds, it's because you're right. People are losing their minds. Uh, the, 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 the masks are contributing. The politics is contributing. The malnourishment is contributing. The very fact that you have people trusting pharmaceutical companies, drug companies, to inject them with health 
is a part of the problem. This is a part of the clown world, and it's not so much a good thing. Uh, but let me play this quick clip, and then we'll continue on. This passenger behavior seems to have sunk to a new low this year. All out fist fights spilling out planes and into airports with some passengers refusing to wear masks. Police called on board flights to ring passengers who refuse to follow the federal mask rule. In Denver, fellow passengers were forced to hold down a man who tried to open an emergency exit in flight. In Las Vegas, this man climbed out onto the wing of a plane. While across the country, political tensions were especially high in January. You're a joke. Absolute joke. Members of Congress, ordinary citizens harassed. We the people, not you the elitists. Now the FAA reports unruly passenger behavior has skyrocketed this year. From 150 cases in a typical year to 1,300 reported cases in just four months. The physical and verbal abuse that flight attendants have been taking has been way off charts of any kind of air rage incidents that we've been talking about over the past 20 years. The most bad behavior complaints involve passengers refusing to wear masks, bringing their own alcohol on board, engaging in political intimidation, or physically assaulting other passengers and crew members. Flight attendants being physically assaulted, pushed, choked. Uh, we had a passenger urinate. We had a passenger spit into the mouth of a child on board. Uh, these are some of the things that we have been dealing with. Now, the FAA is taking a zero-tolerance approach. Unruly passengers face potential criminal charges, fines of up to $35,000, and banned for life by the airlines. FAA Chief Steve Dixon, a former pilot and senior VP at Delta Airlines. We follow instructions uh, on the aircraft. And it is not permissible, and we will not tolerate it interfering with a flight or in the performance of their safety duties, period. The FAA, the TSA, and air marshals are going to be on guard and watching for more of this behavior throughout the summer as air travel spools to pick dramatically. Air marshals, though, are often reluctant to get involved in a nonviolent situation out of concern that it may be a distraction from a real ongoing potential terror threat. So very often, air marshals will monitor the situation as other passengers get involved in de-escalating the situation. Guys, back to you. Hey. Hey, Tom, a really unfortunate story. People will need to grip. As my yeah. grandma would say, these folks on airplanes are acting a fool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Tom. Hey, thanks, thanks for Tom. watching. Uh, but yeah, no, these people are acting a fool, straight up. And, you know, this is the final comment I want to say. Well, i got two things I want to say seems like they're releasing the rage virus uh, it could be a mental rage virus uh, could be something in the air could be something in the masks could be the pandemic could be a mind virus but uh, for sure we are seeing lawlessness embraced this is the final thing I want to say and then we'll take a quick break you know if all these wars are going to lead us to a new dark age all this conflict is going to lead us to a new type of collapse we've got to figure out some type of way to come together because if not we're going to tear each other apart uh, but we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, the social experimentation. So again, the rage virus. They've already got us over here all hopped up off of all this political contention and all this political extremism, all this hoo-ha and whatnot. And then on the other side of things, they are actually engaging in real human experimentation. Uh, you've got, I'm going to be reading to you guys the C-19 reactions, the Dozens of articles I found just this week alone just showing some of, again, the adverse 
uh, re reactions that are taking place and some of the other developments with this E19 vaccine and more. You got a 15 year old boy dying of a heart attack two days after taking the Pfizer vaccine, as well as them beginning to engage in shaming people. I have a clip I'll be playing for you guys uh, where you've got people on CNN saying, we've just got to come out right and start shaming people. You've got to figure out how to engineer, socially engineer people into taking the vaccine and more. Uh, Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis has moved to suspend all the C-19 restrictions, saying that, quote, we are no longer in a state of emergency. Social experimentation and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. conceptualizing of the first industrial revolution and uh, some people would say this revolution is characterized by the fight of robots against human beings and we will win this fight if we really remember ourselves all the time. And the question is, how are we going to really almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? Because they've been brainwashed. We really need camps for adults that you all run. I mean, really. All of America needs the programming. My resolve has never been stronger. Now, the rise of political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. So thank you again for giving me this honor. Uh, it will be a day I will not forget. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire for a safe and secure society. In our efforts since 1990, we could contribute to the integration of Lithuania into the European family, but also through many activities into the global affairs. So this is how liberty dies, with thunderous applause. 
understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war and you have precious little time to save yourself. It's a slow process which we call active measures. The first stage being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis with a violent change of power, structure and economy. Period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all the schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. We will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. bomb is ticking but every second the disaster is coming closer and closer the danger is real welcome back welcome back I'm glad I didn't scare you off Glad you're still sticking around. You know, obedience is the currency of the future. And, you know, what's crazy is I feel like there's so many different tropes and so many different things I could say to just encapsulate this time period we're in. How the revolution will not be televised. Right? How you either respect our existence or expect resistance. How there are so there's just so many different things I could say to again signify the time frame that we are in, that this is it, that we have crossed the threshold, we have gone through the Rubicon, that we are not going out this way, going out the way we came in. Things are changing, and you would be a fool to stay the same. You can either look at this as a potential opportunity for greatness, or a monumental chance for failure I prefer the prior to the latter there's so many different things going on in this world right now it's 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 it is almost mind-numbing to think about it and how we are put here in this position to try to act like this is normal it's not it's not uh, what you are seeing for sure is social experimentation is the creation of a one world governmental system and so much more. I think, again, I know why people don't want to pay attention to this type of stuff, man. It's overwhelming. I know why people don't want to look into the abyss. It's scary. But that doesn't mean that you can ignore it. 
That doesn't mean that you can shirk what's coming for you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's go ahead and start getting into the content for this section, for this segment, social experimentation. Here's a quick clip talking about how Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis has suspended the C-19 restrictions. Progress. News from Governor Ron DeSantis, who has just signed a bill canceling all local COVID-19 emergency orders all across the state. The governor made that announcement in St. Petersburg during a press conference. So this comes as more reopening businesses are, in fact, taking place. I'm Nico Clemens, joining now live from St. Petersburg with more right now on what bill means. Good morning to you, Nico. Hey, David, Stacy. good morning. So again, yes, the governor just left here at St. Petersburg. A few minutes ago, again, I'll go over that uh, executive order that he signed. It will suspend all remaining local emergency orders as it relates to COVID-19. Let's go ahead and just go into, again, the bills he signed here not too long ago. Uh, right now, he says it provides protection against families, workers, and businesses. The bill, he says, ensures neither the state or the local government can close businesses or keep kids out of school unless they satisfy demanding continuous justification. Uh, the governor spoke earlier and said um, COVID is not over, but he believes we no longer need an emergency order or emergency penalties on businesses. Let's hear from him. I think what the legislature did was very thoughtful. It has my full support. It not only rings in the ability of local governments to do this stuff, it provides more check against the state, which I fully support. They didn't need to use these checks um, against me because I was using this much more judiciously. So again, the bill the governor signed, and it actually goes into effect July 1st. We'll have much more on the governor's appearance here in St. Petersburg and the executive order he signed and the bills he signed starting at 4 o'clock this afternoon. I'm live in St. Petersburg. Nico Clemens on your side. Thanks, Nico. Thanks. And thank you, Ron DeSantis, for standing up for truth. How crazy is it that we would have somebody that actually decides to stand up for common sense? A lot of people have been making good sense over there in Florida. You get a lot of people moving to Florida, too. Uh, because you see their politicians actually stepping up. Again, DeSantis is doing a good job impersonating Trump, even down to the body movements. You've got a lot of folks, again, moving down there. And this is also a part of the social experimentation. This is the socioeconomic reformation. Uh, and again, the fracturing of society, the partitioning of civilization, so much more. People literally voting with their dollars and voting with their lifestyle, migrating to different parts of the nation, uh, because of the, polit the, the the politics. You know, I used to think it was such a silly thing hearing red states and blue states and purple states or deep blue states or deep red states. And no, that's like a legitimate thing. This is a part of the whole political realignment that we see taking place. And I, for one, am glad that it's taking place. I really am. I'm happy to see these types of things happen. Uh, I know it causes friction, but this is the type of good friction because we cannot have complete and unchecked capitulation and compliance. I know they say obedience is the currency of the future, but we've got to have some type of pushback. We've seen it, we're, we're seeing it in South Dakota. Thank God we are seeing it in Florida. Uh, we're seeing it in places like Tennessee as well. Uh, but we need pushback because you've got places like California and New York setting the tone for the rest of the nation and everybody just following. It's not a good thing. It's really not. Speaking of other not so good things, 
social experimentation. You have the police locking an Ontario church for violating the C-19 restrictions after a court injunction. This comes from Jesse Smith over there at Truth Unmuted. They put this up May 4th. It's a repost from the Christian Post. But it says a judge in Ontario, Canada, has allowed authorities to temporarily lock the doors of a church that has refused to follow provincial restrictions on gatherings aimed at curbing the spread of of C-19. The Attorney General's Office for Ontario had police lock the doors of Trinity Bible Chapel of Waterloo through next Sunday or through next Saturday to prevent in-person worship services. The move came as part of a temporary injunction against the chapel in which Justice John Krachenko concluded that closing the church was a matter of public safety. Quote, the risk of irre- irreparable harm would be too great to ignore, said Krachenko, as reported by the CTV News. Quote, the only way to ensure compliance is to lock the doors to the building, but not to their ministry. Pastor Jacob Briam published a blog entry to the church's website last Friday in response to the decision. Quote, today a court granted the province of Ontario the authority to take our facility, at least until next Saturday, with the option of trying to get it for longer by going to court once again this coming week, he wrote. Quote, for some of those 11 months in our facility, we have met in contravention of provincial dictates. We have participated in what the public health people consider high-risk behavior, namely the millennia-old tradition of gathering weekly to worship our Creator. The pastor noted that his congregation had only been in the building for less than a year. Quote, they take our building because they think that it will stop us from worshiping, Riyame stated. Quote, for 20 years, our church has worshipped together each Lord's Day, and we've only met in our own building for 11 months. So the part, or the best part of our history, we have not owned a building, he continued. But we managed, just to, we managed to just gather together without our own building, and now we don't have our own building again. Riyama claimed that while COVID-19 can be dangerous, quote, our experience doesn't line up with the hysteria whipped up by government and media the da- about the dangers of the gathering in person. He goes on to say that, quote, not one of our pastors has even buried someone who has died of COVID. We have had over, we have had, around 600,000 people who live in this region. There are 588 active cases of COVID in this region with 32 people in the ICU with COVID, he wrote. That's not enough, or that's enough to, de- to deem the public worship of Jesus Christ too dangerous and enough for the province of Ontario to kick us off of our land and bar the doors shut. Social experimentation. And, and, and I like how they add that that millennia old tradition of coming together to worship our creator as if in the millennia that we've been here, the countless generations that have been upon the earth as if they've never encountered something as deadly as COVID as if they've never been sick with the flu in church as if they've never come together. And I, I, I like that they add that the millennia old tradition of coming together to worship our creator as if there were plagues, as if there were actual pandemics and epidemics that were taking place to where you still had churches going on. But again, that shows you the type of powers, the governmental overreach that they're telling us, hey, just get used to this. Hey, just just, just get used to this. You can't come together. You can't have fellowship because of this thing, COVID going on. Just, just get used to it. Do you understand how dangerous that is? To, to, again, try to supersede your thought process over God. 
Look at this. I'm going to play for you guys real quick a clip. Another one coming out of Canada. Police raiding in a Hamilton Freedom Rally, handing out $800 fines for protesting. So you can't go to church. Right? You can't protest. What can you do? You can only sit here and be a serf. Maybe we should have included this in the lawlessness embraced section. But this is, again, more of the social experimentation. People coming out against C-19. People coming out saying, hey, look, there's no pandemic. Look at us engaging in normal human behavior. Look at us. Look at us. Remember what it's like to be human. But the jackboots of the state in Canada have a different thought. Let's listen. So I got to make a quick comment, just real quick. Just look at how quickly these people are moving. They're moving on a mission. They're they're quickly trying to isolate their targets, figure out who's uh, who's who who their opposition is, who's a potential threat, and they're trying to basically serve them with fines. They're 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 not actually engaging in lawful behavior or engaging in any type of law enforcement. This is dangerous, okay? Because this is pers- this is this is prosecuting people. This is persecution. All right, this is very dangerous too. When when we when 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 Biden started all of this, and whenever we begin to see this shift in like our law enforcement, these ideological purity tests that they were having, getting rid of people who had these ideologies, these 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 patriotic or nationalistic tendencies, what they were really saying is we're trying to make room for the jackboots. We're trying to make room for the stormtroopers. And that's exactly what you're about to see. Uh, but here, let me back it up and then we'll continue without my commentary. This guy, this is the Hamilton Round. There's mass ticketing bylaw came out. Police and bylaw here. March just left. These guys uh, were back behind here. Now you're out here protesting, are you? Out here exercising your rights, huh? All your buddies left, did you? I don't have any idea. Out here by yourself. Oh. No. Sure would be a shame if somebody gave you a ticket. Okay. Well, you're gonna see that you're not you're not just creating something. Okay. Come on. 
You have to commit a crime to be identified. She has not said it. Here's the other side of the mark. Cross street. Our right. Sorry. Let's go! Walk Hey, you got these roided up dickheads. Excuse my French. You got these roided up dickheads about to sit up over here and probably tackle this woman because she's being a threat. Insanity, dude. Insanity. Insanity. This is this is paving the way for the shaming, right? This is the part of the social engineering, the social experimentation. Listen, do what we say. We don't care how you feel. Just obey. Just obey. Don't you know there's a pandemic going on? You see how C-19 was literally used as the vehicle for them to usurp your rights. Insanity, dude. That's crazy to me. And what, what again, what's going on in Canada is insane. Justin Trudeau was right whenever he was saying that <laughs> he wanted a dictatorship like Canada or like China. He wasn't kidding because he stayed committed to it. He definitely did. He definitely did. And so we're seeing that. And that's a shame, man. Uh, but you again, I think that we to a degree, I feel like we're kind of going about this the wrong way. And, I, and I'm glad that we're seeing this 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 talking point get out there more often. Uh, it's good that we all globally recognize these things locally is where it matters. I think that it's good that we see these type of protests and that we see these type of organized movements, this type of resistance to this tyranny. But I, I definitely feel like we have to, again, change our approach. The people who are doing this, they are so well organized that they will, they'll, 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 they will hire photographers to agitate people at the January 6th Capitol riot and then go in there and take footage of it, get arrested, and then be able to get get this person bailed out all within like a couple of days. The, the level of, of efficiency that we're going up against is insane. And so we've got to fix our tactics. I think it's good that we're going out there and protesting. It's good because you can show solidarity. You can link up with people and stuff like that. But we've got to figure out a different method entirely. We've got to start pooling resources. We've got to start coming up either with our own NPOs, our own NGOs. I'm not sure what, but we've got to start using all of this, this, the, the human resources we have at our disposals and going at this differently, man. You know, like an article came out earlier this week about how Chinese Americans were one of the biggest donors to the Proud Boys because what? They had escaped the authoritarian rule of the, of the communist Chinese government, and they understood that Proud Boys were out there trying to fight Antifa, who were the foot soldiers of this communist globalist takeover. Chinese Americans were some of the biggest donors to the Proud Boys here in America because they understood and understand what is happening. I've had conversations with people who have immigrated from the Philippines all the way out here, who, who basically parrot the very same thing. And the reason I'm saying this is because we are being Sub, uh, subversively and subtly taken over. We're not seeing it because we're ramming our heads into this problem and we don't see the efficiency of, 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 of how they're trying to carry it out. It's insane. Continuing on, let me play for you guys this quick clip of Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York saying that it's unvaccinated people that are killing grandma. 
So after killing thousands of elderly people in nursing homes, you got Cuomo saying that unvaccinated people are killing grandma. Useful and the doubtful. And there is an attitude that they'll be fine. Why should they take the vaccine? Maybe you will get a long haul syndrome that we're not really sure what it is yet, but a lingering consequence of COVID. Or maybe you go home and kiss your grandmother and wind up killing your grandmother. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. That was Governor Cuomo at a news conference moments ago. Yeah, at this very same news conference, let me see if I can pull up the clip for you guys. At this very same news conference, he was like, let's just grab all of the high school kids, put them on a bus, and ship them to a max vac- vaccination site. Put them high schoolers on a bus and bring them to a max vaccination site. It's like, dude, do you, who's, <laughs> what? Do you not know like what you're saying? Do people not have rights in New York? Like, you're just all right with this? I know we need to get vaccination rates up. But again, so much tyranny that it's, it's, it's hard to unpack. Let me play this and I'll start talking and freaking out about max vac- vaccination sites and more. To get to younger people, incentives for younger people. I've asked high schools to organize events where they drive the, their students to a mass vaccination site. Put them on a bus and bring them to a mass vaccination site. Because that is the population that we need to vaccinate. The doubtful, the hesitant population, that's more education, more information, more education, more information. So for the for the kids, the youthful, the youthful, he's like, just put them kids on a bus and drag them to a mass vaccination site. The The, the doubtful, though, the ones that are educated, the ones that are informed. I, you know, he's going to come up with something different for them. But as far as the kids, put them high schoolers in a bus and get them to their closest mass vaccination site. The dude sees nothing wrong with that type of behavior. Nothing wrong uh, with literally over, overriding somebody's personal choice. Right here, states offer beer cash incentives as vaccine demand softens. Yeah. It's probably because you have authoritarian governors like Andrew Cuomo saying, well, we're just going to kidnap our our, our our city's kids and we're going to throw them on a bus and take them to max vaccination sites. Like, again, I think that's just it's it's so over the top that I don't really think most people can comprehend that. You know, it's like whenever they teach your kid something in school and then you get upset whenever you learn about it. How do you think you would feel if your kid was just forcibly inoculated with 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 some experimental gene therapy because you got Cuomo saying put him on a bus and take him to this vac site. We have played clips, unfortunately, over here on the page and on the the crew cast and on various shows of people literally having heart attacks inside of some of these max vaccination centers. Like a guy's either having like a seizure or a heart attack. Either way, he's got to be revived on on site. Let me see if I can find this. I think somebody actually posted this in our Telegram chat. They said that. They were a pharmacist and that they had had to call 911 several times because while they were administer after administering the vaccine, people couldn't even make it outside the, the, the facility without falling down. And I think to myself, good Lord, how are we just getting used to this? 
How are we just getting used to it? Again, public experimentation, human experimentation. Oh, don't worry. Little Johnny's just having convulsions. Oh, don't worry. Little Susie's just going to have seizures for the rest of her life. We were tripping about autism being caused by the vaccines, which is something we had covered on the show years ago. But th- th- this stuff is just so out in the open now that it's mind-boggling, man. It's, it, it, it's terrifying. It truly is. And then you got jabronis like Biden saying, oh, the people that are, what did he say? He's like, oh, the people who are getting, who aren't getting vaccinated, they're just lazy. Let me see if I find this clip here for you guys. Just, just again, more, more stuff that's just ludicrous to where even shaking your head doesn't do it justice. Uh, here, let me, let me play for you guys this quick clip and then I have another clip. Of a, C, of, of a reporter from CNN saying, well, we've just got to start shaming people. That's the only way we're going to get people to take these vaccines. We've just got to start shaming people. Uh, and here is our president trying to do just that. Biden saying that people unwilling to get the C-19 vaccine are lazy and will cause others to die. And if this phase is not successful... Well, I think in one sense... Well, I think in one sense, it's easier in that uh, it's up to convince the American people rather than guaranteeing them we'd have the supply for them. So that was really hard. It was really hard to get from, uh, you know, as that old expression, zero to 60 miles an hour. To, it was get, very hard to get from a very low count to 600 million vaccines and then set up all the logistics. But I think what's going to happen, it's my prayer, that more and more people who get vaccinated are going to be listening to people who they love and are, and, and are around, and they're going to say, why don't you just go ahead and do it? And there's some evidence. We, we still had a good uh, dose of vaccine being administered the last two weeks, and it's still moving. But we know we're going to get to a place where the doubters exist or the people who just are, I don't want to say lazy, just not sure how to get to where they want to go, it's going to be hard. So we're going to keep at it. We're going to keep at it. And, uh, and I think the end of the day, um, most people will be convinced by the fact that their failure to get the vaccine may cause other people to get sick and maybe die. Mr. President, it's just... Okay, I promise I'll get to you. Okay, thank um, And so it's, in one sense, it's harder. I mean, it's easier because I don't have to put together this massive logistical effort. But in the other sense, it's harder. It's beyond my personal control. I could, con- not control, but I, I could arrange and make sure those other things happened if we did it well. I think we did. But it's going to be harder. Biden is such a bore. Uh, but yeah, there you have it. He is basically saying and calling people who don't want to get the vaccine lazy, uh, as you heard him and now Governor Cuomo say, oh, you're going to get people killed if you don't take this vaccine. How dare you? You know, oh, we just can't do it. Uh, and now is here is another CNN host basically parroting the very same thing, except this guy is taking gleeful enjoyment in the fact that he's encouraging the listening audience to take place in this social engineering behavior. 
take place in their propaganda. Don't just be, you know, a, a bystander. Don't just be uh, somebody that watches. Don't be a spectator. No, get involved. F uh, uh, shun your family members. Uh, manipulate them. Trigger them into getting the vaccine. Insanity. There was a USA Today essay that published by a former prosecutor named Michael Stern. And I discussed this briefly on yesterday. He, we've got to shun folks. We've got people into getting vaccinated. The shunning suggestion is this. Uh, business would make vaccinate a requirement for employment. A COVID outbreak can shut down a business and be financially devastating. And failure to enforce basic health and safety measures is not fair to employees who have to work in offices, factories, and stores where close contact is. They should get personal too. People should require friends vaccinated with the recuse and parties they host. Friends don't let friends spread COVID. Friends spread COVID. Yesterday's question, it's for Kanishtam, either it's time to shun. 7,241 people responded. What do you think the percentage? Yes. How about 73%? 73% think it is time to begin socially shunning people who don't receive the vaccine. Shame on those people. Let's shame, 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 shame these people. They must be shamed because they are not receiving the vaccine. They must be shunned. They must be reminded of their foolishness that they are not a part of the collective, that they're not cool like us. They're not a part of the cool kids club. They can't sit with us. Think about this, guys. Like, like, legitimately think about what you just heard. They're saying that if you do not have the vaccine, you will be shamed, you will be shunned, you will not be allowed to participate, and it'll be a good thing. This is what cults do, bro. This is what a cult tells you. Don't talk to your mother or your father. Get all your information from me. Don't you know I'm the closest thing that God there is on this earth? Shame everyone that doesn't tell you everything that is in, is in alignment with what I tell you. That is insane. And the fact that there is a biological component attached to this is even more crazy. It's insane. This is so nuts, man. This is, this is out of control. Like, look at this. We are going to be shamed and shunned. Because of this article, I'm going to read to you right, right quick, right? A 15-year-old boy died of a heart attack two days after taking the Pfizer vaccine. He had no history of allergic reactions. So I could be shamed from people that take the vaccine and the shot because I'm reading stuff like this. Governor Andrew Cuomo knows I'm one of the doubtful because we're trying to be informed and educated about this. Do I need to be shamed because we're about to read stories like this? Do I need to be shunned because I don't want to take an experimental gene therapy? That's crazy. But here, before before I even read this, let me let me let me pause and say, to a degree, this is a good thing. Like I've been saying throughout the entirety of this, the fracturing that uh, the fracturing of society, the partitioning of civilization, things like this, the civil war concept, and so much more. This is a good thing. Society is being segregated. You know, society is truly being segregated, and not by racial means. Right. Not by economic means, 
uh, but by but well by economic means as well uh, and 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 as well as situations like this when you have the New York Mets having like a baseball game where they have an unvaccinated uh, uh, segment of society and then a vaccinated segment of society that's segregation that is segregation and we were reviving it with a high tech technocratic lens over with a high tech uh, technocratic overlay over it and that's crazy man that's what I mean by social experimentation. Because you got to think, if they can get us together in these different groups, and this is what you'll read if you go read the Spars Pandemic of 2025 to 2028, it talks about putting us in these different echo chambers, in these different categories. Again, partitioning society, saying, okay, cool, we have a very, very subservient and weak world population that'll do X, Y, and Z. Great, we can work with them. These are the people we need. And then over here, we have the doubtful, the people who are reading all this, who are catching our studies. That's cool. We're not trying to reach them. If anything, we can weaponize a certain percentage of the population against them and control them. That's what you're seeing right now, where you're being shamed, where you're being shunned, where you're being manipulated, where you're being coerced, where you're being uh, uh, encouraged, right, to do this thing that everybody else is doing, but you don't want to. Let's read this quick article about this 15-year-old boy, and then we'll move on. Because this is, again, just the insanity that they're getting us used to. Uh, this comes from Global Research by Tom Pappert of National File. They put this up on the 1st of May. This is a 15-year-old boy in Colorado died of a heart attack only two days after taking the Pfizer vaccine. He had no history of medical issues. It says the case listed in the database as Vayers ID 1242573. Reveals that the 15-year-old boy was, quote, vaccinated with the Pfizer BioNTech on April 18th, 2021. He began to experience adverse reactions to the vaccine on April 19th, 2021, and died on 420, two days after the vaccination. The VAERS database also reveals that he had no other illnesses, no pre-existing conditions, no allergies, no birth defects, and no permanent disabilities. He merely died of, quote, cardiac failure exactly two days after receiving the controversial vaccine. So hold on, man. Like, you, uh, th th this is insane. A child has been taken from the prime of his life because his parents wanted to experiment with his body. Because his parents well, didn't do the research or didn't, didn't go out there and find him exemption forms or didn't go out there and, like, have that battle. This child lost his life. Cardiac, cardiac failure. Do you guys know of any other 15-year-old that died of a heart attack? Y'all know anybody like that? Might, might know some 16-year-olds, right, that died of, 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 of uh, alcohol poisoning, drinking too much and having too much fun. Or 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 15-year-old that stumble upon mushrooms and LSD and think that they're a butterfly and jump off of a cliff, something like that. But a 15-year-old dying of a cardiac arrest after receiving a vaccine? Come on, guys. Come on, dude. It says the revelation comes as the mainstream media and Biden regime have repeatedly criticized those suggesting healthy young people should consider skipping the C-19 vaccine. Joe Rogan famously made this suggestion on the April 23rd episode of his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, provoking a litany of leftist response and criticism. However, the science appears to agree with Rogan. Healthy young people have virtually no chance of dying from C-19, but are more likely than older demographics to suffer severe adverse reactions to the vaccine, as National File, as National File reported extensively. 
The report also comes as a woman experienced near-total body paralysis and intense pain after taking the same Pfizer vaccine that taken before the 15-year-old's death. Tennessee woman Brandy Parker McFadden was shaken awake by searing pain after taking the vaccine and soon realized she could not move her arms or legs. Taken to the hospital where doctors began panicking. Quote, I woke up. I can't move my arms. I can't move my leg. So he's freaking out. The doctors are panicking, said McFadden. Despite horrifying reports and of death and disability that appear to be connected to the Pfizer vaccine, the company insisted its vaccines are safe. They, of course, they insisted it's safe. There's a, uh, what's crazy. I think this would be a good point for me to just go ahead and start reading the adverse, like the C-19 reactions tab that we have on our Telegram chat. But what's crazy is the fact that, again, we're being told, get used to this. Of course, they're, they're, they're saying it's safe. They said that it's going to be a great revenue stream for the next coming years. Just like President Xi Jinping said at the start of this pandemic, he said the pandemic was going to be good for China. Now you've got these pharmaceutical companies, Pfizer, saying that these vaccines are going to create a great revenue stream, creating billions uh, for the next decade because you are the experiment. They're going to begin testing and experimenting on you. And that's what we're seeing. Make no mistake about it. We are for sure seeing uh, public and human experimentation on, on, a, on a wide scale. And so, yeah, they want to profit off of the chaos. They want to be able to benefit from seeing people do all this. I, 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 it's just crazy to me. I know that sounds crazy, and I know that sounds silly, but this is just what I keep saying, uh, that, it, that this is crazy. You've got vaccine shitting taking place. You've got paralysis, you've got heart attacks, you've got uh, neurological disorders that are coming up. Like, it's crazy. And no one else can really confirm to me that it's not. I mean, again, we're all seeing the same thing. We're not all slow here. We know what's going down. Let me play for you guys this quick clip of them basically saying that they have greenlit the Pfizer vaccine for 12 to 15 year olds. So even after everything we've been saying, they're taking it a step further. They're saying we need that data on the kids. We need to see what this vaccine does to the children. So Governor Andrew Cuomo is getting what he wants. He's able to see what these kids will experience with this vaccine. This is insane. Uh, but let's let's play this and then we'll talk about the C-19 reactions and more on the other side. Coronavirus emergency. The FDA expected to approve Pfizer's vaccine for 12 to 15 year olds as early as this week. They would join the nearly 145 million adults who have received at least one dose. That's 56 percent of the adult population. Eva Pilgrim is live at the vaccination site at Yankee Stadium. Good morning, Eva. Good morning, Michael. The push to vaccinate now targeting a younger crowd. Getting to that much hoped for herd immunity means many more people still need to get the vaccine. And experts hope by opening up vaccinations, it will help us get there. 
This morning, all eyes on Pfizer. The FDA may approve use of Pfizer's vaccine for 12 to 15-year-olds as early as this week. The move would make some middle and all high schoolers eligible to get vaccinated in the U.S. Experts say it's critical to open up vaccines to younger people because they can get and spread COVID, especially indoors, close together, interacting with people outside of their homes. 12-year-old Kayla Chung was part of Pfizer's trial earlier this year. I definitely hope we get um, back to whatever we would call normal <laughs> um, eventually soon. Pfizer's vaccine has already been approved for teens 16 and older. This weekend in Florida, more than 1,500 students, family, and community members lined up to get vaccinated at three high schools, specifically trying to get the vaccine to teens. We worked with the Florida Department of Health in Orange County to determine which schools uh, they wanted to focus on. Expanding eligibility is key as demand for vaccines has started to dwindle. Daily shots down 22 percent. In Texas, weekly shots plummeting more than 50 percent. And this week, the state slated to have a surplus of half a million doses with no clinics asking for them. Some vaccine sites now offering incentives to entice people to come out. In Houston at NRG Park, everyone who gets a vaccine in the next two weeks can enter to a raffle that includes prizes that range from tickets to Texans games to concerts and other sites just trying to make it convenient. Last night, the Milwaukee Bucks offering COVID vaccines to fans already attending their game. And we are now starting to see communities reach out to those people who are waiting to get the vaccine, either going door to door or meeting them at local places like churches, trying to answer their questions as they make their decision about the vaccine. Michael. And Ava, we saw in the UK there was a big concert over the weekend in Liverpool. Is that a sign of things returning to normal? It could be, Michael. Thousands of young Britons packed into a concert. They were not wearing masks, not social distancing. It was part of an event that was backed by the government designed to help safely reopen mass events. Everyone at the event had to test negative for COVID within 24 hours. Michael. All right, we sure hope it's a sign. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos here. But there you guys have it. There you have it. They are trying to, again, incentivize the younger population into getting that, that shot. They need the data. That's one of the reasons why, again, they are trying to incentivize the population uh, into, receiving the J, in, in, into receiving the jab. There is really no other way to describe it. Um, I can't say it enough. They need that information. They need to be able to see, okay, how does this react to people who are young and healthy? I think one of the things I worry about is we see that this doesn't, that this is, again, is not necessary, uh, but we're going ahead with it anyway. We're going ahead with the experimentation, and it's very, very crazy. Uh, we will only see how this unfolds in the future Every, because, again, everything's moving so fast. This is what they get for using the emergency youth authorization. They skipped animal trials, and the animal that they did try this on, they actually died, if not in a week, a couple of months to a year uh, but for sure there was a there was there there were noticeable differences within the animals that received this vaccine versus the animals that didn't i guess i don't understand the hype like what's what's the problem with developing a natural immunity to this right is a vaccine necessary why 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 is there a necessity for the push 
you know, I guess shucks, I guess I'll just lose my job, I guess I'll just lose my life, all because I don't want to trust a pharmaceutical company with my health. Uh, but let me read to you guys real quick C-19 news, reactions, and more. Earlier this, earlier this week, I created like a dump post on Telegram where I just found all these different articles, and I'm going to try to do a quick news blitz where I just read to you, again, C-19 news, reactions, and more. Uh, but let's see what we can get on here. It says, see, uh, COVID vaccine, blood clot victims demand compensation from the U.S. government. I'll be playing a quick video here shortly after I get done with the news blitz of of another person in Denver uh, experiencing a treatment because of these blood clots caused by the vaccine and more. COVID doctor says the government is scrubbing unprecedented numbers of injection-related deaths. This comes from Harbinger's Daily. And I talked about this, and I've been trying to remember to point this fact out. I'm sure that we are seeing an underreporting of people, again, related to the vaccine, these injection-related deaths. How many people are going to actually admit that the vaccine caused these problems and know about things like the VAERS system, the Vaccine Adverse Reaction Reporting System, the the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. How many people know that that's there and that they can seek compensation? So yes, no, for sure, there is an unprecedented number of ingestion-related deaths that are being scrubbed and are being even less underreported. But continuing on, this next one comes from Health Impact News. It says experimental adenovirus COVID injections continue to kill younger, middle-aged people. And now you see them coming for the children. Insane. Here comes another propaganda artist. We need to shun those who refuse to get vaccinated, says ABC's Sonny Huston, or Huston, whatever her name is. Uh, One of the co-hosts for The Views, Sonny Huston, believes that people should be not allowed to have liberties. That's a bad thing, apparently. Dr. Mokula has been threatened into removing all the articles on his site related to C-19, including articles covering vitamin D, vitamin C, as well as zinc. They don't want people knowing that they have a cure. Continuing on, this next one comes from Sons of Liberty, it says, could the, act, could the U.S. actually be looking at more than 300,000 deaths from the experimental COVID vaccinations in just four months? I would have to agree. I think we are for sure seeing a severe underreporting relating to C-19 vaccinations and more. There's deaths, there's adverse side effects and so much more, and people aren't wanting to put it together, to put the, the two and two together. When we literally played for you that lady from Tennessee, Brandy, I forget her last name, but the the lady that was unfortunately paralyzed from the neck down, she didn't come out against the vaccine right after. That's the crazy thing. She literally got paralyzed from the neck down, didn't point out that it was the vaccine, and like Stockholm Syndrome actually promoted the vaccine. So yeah, no, we are for sure seeing more deaths, more adv- adverse events and reactions that are taking place, and we're not hearing anything about it anything like this right here from truth unmuted thousands of eye disorders including blindness following the covid vaccine reported in europe says as of today the number of eye disorders 
uh, reported in the in the Vigi based system has risen to 20,000. 20,000 people. Oh my God, dude, that's so crazy. So insane. Uh, vaccine shedding causing miscarriages and blood clots in unvaccinated females. This is a video clip we played for you guys just the other week over there at Bandot Video. You guys can find it on our Telegram channel. It's like three minutes long. This next one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this next one comes from the Epoch Times. New Brunswick report blood clot or reports that blood clot deaths in connection with the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine. Oh, thank God. Thank God. You finally have somebody saying that these blood clots are related to the vaccine. Thank God. Only a couple more. Uh, CDC, 4,178 Americans dead following the experimental COVID vaccinations. It now equals 21 years of records following vaccines since 2001. So what, what they're saying is that Within a couple months of administering these vaccines, we've had more deaths with the C-19 vaccine than we have had with people covering like the flu or just regular sicknesses. So since 2001, we've had more deaths in this entire four months, five months of this year. That's insane. Uh, Right here, Canada's Alberta confirms the first death linked to the AstraZeneca vaccine. Again, these are, this was the real news blitz. (laughs) This was the real news blitz. Just trying to give you guys a quick gestalt of all the crazy stuff that's going on out there and how I'm doing the best I can. To get the younger people. I'm doing the best I can to try to keep track of it because it's, it's, it, it, it's coming out so fast that it gets kind of hard to track it, man. I mean, my God. It's insane. It truly is insane. Uh, let me play this quick clip for you guys and then we'll go over one other article then I'll close out this segment. Uh, but here is a new treatment that is being used for a Denver woman. Let's go ahead and get this up for you guys. Because of these blood clots, because she doesn't want to die, they're having new therapies uh, created. Yeah, let's let's pull this up. It says that uh, oh, new treatment used for Denver woman who developed blood clots after the J&J jab. Good news. Good news. So we're seeing rebounds. I wonder, I I feel like that's the crazy pivot we'll see. They won't talk anything at all about like the actual deaths, the adverse reactions and everything else that takes place. But they'll talk for sure about these new treatments that take place, these new therapies and how wonderful they are. And, oh, well, we're sorry we hurt you. We're sorry we hurt you or that our shot, you know, injured you. Try some of our newer therapies. Try some of our newer drugs. Try some of our other experimental treatments. Let's listen. Well, Colorado providers have given nearly 3,000 Johnson & Johnson vaccines since the temporary pause. The blood clots was uh, issued, uh, lifted rather, two weeks ago. And we now know eight clotting cases here in Colorado. Denver 7's Gary Bro explains how doctors kept those people safe. Nearly one and a half million. That's Morgan Wolf's chances of developing blood clots after receiving the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Have you asked yourself by me? I mean, I'm definitely curious as to the cause as far as, you know, yeah, this super rare occurrence. 
State officials tell me there's been eight ports of blood clotting following the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Wolf got her shot the 1st of April. About a week later is when she started feeling the effects. Suddenly in the afternoon, I was just all at once felt headache and chills and body ache and just really f suddenly felt pretty terrible. On April 13th, as her symptoms were getting worse, Wolf says she was already on her way to the UC Health University of Colorado Hospital when the news of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine broke. Breaking news at 526, the CDC and FDA are recommending a pause in the U.S. for Johnson & Johnson's COVID vaccine. I feel like there's a, this sort of little blip of being fortunate in an unfortunate situation. Doctors immediately ran extensive tests. Chased those labs with CT scans, which found a clot in the brain and a clot in the lungs. Only days earlier, the CDC released new information telling doctors not to use the blood thinning medicine heparin typically used for blood clots. The thought was heparin is more likely to make it worse in this clotting situation than in others. Therefore, let's play it safe and try something different. Dr. Todd Clark and his team at UC Health chose the drug Bivalrudin. At the time when she showed up, there was no guidance. There was no published cases of how to do this without heparin. Weeks later, the CDC published a study with 12 cases. In two of the cases, Bivalrudin was used. For Wolf, it worked. After six days in the hospital, she was able to go home. She still has headaches, but says she is feeling better. With everything that's happened to you, if you could go back in time, would you get the shot again? Um, yes, I would still get vaccinated. It, just given the knowledge I have, I would choose. Uh, Dude. <laughs> in Aurora, Gary Brody. Thanks, Gary. Dude, what? <laughs> she, he even asked her. He's like, even after, would you go get vaccinated again? She's like, um, yeah, you know, I think I'd do it. It's like, dude, where is your head at? Like, how much more obvious can it get? He's trying to give you like an out, and you're just like, oh no, I I do it for I do it again, I do it again, and I get a different one. Yeah, just wow, dude. And I think what's even crazier too is you know the other the other pharmaceutical companies like Moderna, AstraZeneca, whoever else, J and J, right? All these people. You know they're watching Pfizer get all these 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 reports, and you know they're just making their system that much smoother. Like we're going to be seeing so many problems, it's crazy. We're going to be seeing mutations. We're going to be seeing abnormalities. We're going to be seeing some crazy stuff, dude. Um, I can't believe she said that. She outright said, "Oh well, yeah, I'd, heck yeah, I'd do it again." Shucks, I go get me. Heck yeah, I'd do it again. Shoot. Watch me go get Moderna. And because of all of this, you have U.S. birth fall, U.S. birth rates fall into the lowest level in a generation amid the pandemic burst. Yeah, this comes from Zero Hedge. They said over a little over a week ago, we reported one of the biggest defla deflationary threats looming over the global economy. That is China's shrinking population as deaths outpace births for the first time, a trend that demographers believe will only worsen as the impact of China's one-child policy is felt on its population numbers. And as Wall Street banks and America's largest corporations complain about growing inflationary pressures in their sell-side research and earnings sales, the latest population update from the CDC has just confirmed that the deflationary trend of a failing birth rate continued last year in the U.S., in fact, one could argue this trend has been supercharged by the pandemic, thwarting theories about a lockdown, quote, baby boom, 
as the number of births in the U.S. fell by 4% in 2020, dropping to the lowest level since 1979. Put another way, thanks to the pandemic, U.S. birth rates have fallen to their lowest level in a generation. We're on a downward spiral. People are not procreating. You got them saying stuff like, oh, did you vote for Biden or did you vote for Trump? Did you get your vaccine or are you wearing a mask? This type of decisive, of divisive tactics aid in the social experimentation. They aid in the depopulation. They aid in the anti-human agenda of C-19. It says birth rates dropped across every race, ethnicity, and age group, even teenagers. Uh, even teenagers. Low teenage birth rates have been falling in the U.S. for decades, according to the data, which was published by the U.S. or by the CDC's National Center for Health. As we noted at the time, a shrinking population is bound to create serious challenges for China's debt-fueled economy. As one reason to doubt President Xi's propaganda about China being quote on the rise globally, still declining birth rates are a problem across the developed world, and the U.S. is no exception. The provisional data for 2020 at 3.6 million births marks the sixth annual drop in a row. The decline will likely continue in 2021, where the brunt of the impact of the, for the pandemic will be recorded, but with a nine-month delay. So think about that. We've got all this stuff going on, all this human experimentation taking place. You've got people suffering blood clots. You've got people suffering heart attacks, brain aneurysms, uh, seizures. Uh, decreased lung functionality, you name it. It's like a gambit of problems, man. It's insane. You've got all this going on. And of course, it would create this type of outcome. Of course, it would create a situation to where we're not procreating, to where we're not regenerating. We can see them actively killing us. I don't think I did a good enough job in this segment, unfortunately, to encapsulate just this fact. The fact that they're trying to experiment on 12 to 15-year-olds, Right. They're killing off people. They're saying, hey, throw them kids in a bus. Let's go take them to a vaccine site. You've got you've, you've, you've got so many violations on human rights that just society is insane that we are, again, just seeing the breakdown of law and order that we're just seeing so, so much. I can see why people feel like they're being overwhelmed because this is a blitzkrieg. You're being told that your opinions don't matter. Wear a mask. Your body doesn't matter. Roll up your sleeve. And this is the even worse part. Your death and your pain, your anguish. We want that. That's the crazy part. They, they, they want that pain. Because in that pain, they can manipulate you. It's trauma-based mind control. This is social experimentation. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back... We're going to be talking about our good old lady, Hillary Clinton. She made the rounds on the news. You've got the Union Party usurpation taking place. Feckless Republicans, rhinos, and Dems are the Union Party. We need to really start having a conversation on who represents us or if we are being represented or if we really need to start coming up with our own independent and sovereign ideologies, something that represents us. You've got Hillary Clinton giving Joe Biden a grade A, saying that she's thrilled he's using C-19 to push big government agendas, as well as Communist China's Big Brother social credit system tracking people in North America with video surveillance. All this and more 
on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this. In a world where secret powers are in play, where nothing is as it seems, one brand of clothing gives Crusaders of Truth a voice. One brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. Occasionally think how quick our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know.
Oh, we're, we're on. Okay, we're live. We're, we're back. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Welcome back. Third segment, final segment. There ain't, no, there ain't gonna be no fourth segment. I'll tell you what, though, if there is gonna be a fourth segment, it's gonna be for exclusive members. And I think about that sometimes, too. I really do. I think, like, well, maybe we shouldn't do, like, three-hour-long shows for the public audience, right? Maybe we should do, like, three-hour shows for our paying audience, right? You don't go to the show to see, like, you don't go to the movies to go see, like, when you go to the movies and you just want to catch a quick flick, you go see, like, a quick hour-and-a-half-long movie. But it's, like, series that you're interested in from, like, Lord of the Rings to Harry Potter, you know, to Avengers, to any of the, to to to, to um, the Godfather, right? Any of those type of movies, them movies is like two to three hours long. Heck yeah, you're invested in that series. You want to see it, ah, you know. But uh, any of these other, you know, one hit wonder type movies, you know, you're not invested in those. You'll go, you'll go see them. They're good for a laugh, but you don't really care. Maybe that's what we should do with the with the podcast. Create like a. Here's your public transmission. And instead of having like a a bi-weekly exclusive members meeting, we'll just have like the regular three-hour long transmissions for them. I don't know. That's kind of rude, though. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Either way, welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back to the third and final segment of uh, show number 1114. I'm your lovable host with mild autism. Freedom Faction, Doizera, whichever one you prefer. And the reason I entitled this episode or the, the, this segment the Uniparty Usurpation uh, is because you've got Hillary Clinton, we'll play a clip for you guys, warning about what's going on over there in Afghanistan. And then you've got Af- uh, uh, ISIS and the Taliban saying, oh, this is a good thing. We can't wait to attack you. Uniparty Usurpation is basically talking about how these both sides of, of, of the establishment, the left wing and the right wing, have basically allowed for, again, all this lawlessness to take place so they have an excuse and a reason to usurp our rights and come after us. They have basically ganged up on us by positioning themselves as if they're feckless, inept, and incompetent, only for that to greenlight the persecution that comes with it. I hope that explains it. Uh, But what I'm trying to say is we are seeing people on both the left and the right come after us. I wish I had more articles to explain all this, Uh, But hopefully with the content that we have, I can do so. That's the idea, is to explain to you guys how we're we're seeing that, how we're seeing our rights usurped. How I I wish we would have covered it at the time. It's 2030, you own nothing. I forget how the article headline goes. It's like, you want nothing, you own nothing, and you love it. But this this is it. To where they make us think that having rights, having liberties, having freedoms, oh, that's archaic, that's a part of the old world order. Again, obedience is the currency of the future. If you're not with us, you're against us. Uh, we're seeing a massive push from the establishment, from our governments, to make us even more obedient and compliant citizens. And that's what I'll try to exemplify or explain in this segment. Uh, and, and with that being said, let's go ahead and start getting into the content for you good people. Maybe I'll talk about this next week, but BLM listed or gave out a list of seven demands. Some of them basically talking about uh, arresting Donald Trump and conducting investigations. And 
here on and so forth. Uh, but a lot of craziness is taking place out there, guys. Be careful. That's all I can say is be careful. Uh, but let me see if I can find for you good people this clip of Hillary Clinton giving Joe Biden an A. I think she's on CNN with Fareed Zarkaria talking about this type of stuff, grading Joe Biden on his ability to essentially weaponize the federal government. Uh, but here is Hillary Clinton giving Joe Biden a grade A. In the grade overall first hundred days, uh, how's he faring? I'd give him an A, and I'm a hard grader. <laughs> I'd give him an A both on effort um, because he's done a couple of things so well, Fareed. He has once again embodied and modeled what a president should act like um, in the Oval Office, in the White House, in the world at large, uh, with dignity, with purposefulness, uh, with carefully said and how he treats people. Um, and his attention to detail and the team that he has surrounded himself with, who are experienced uh, at how you make the federal government work, has produced uh, a just a tremendous uh, amount of uh, uh, positive action to not just undo the past four years, but really begin again to get the government working in the right way. And then the passage of the American Rescue Plan uh, to get money into the pockets of Americans who are still suffering economically um, is absolutely the right thing to do. And it got done. He was single-minded about it. And finally, man, getting 220 million shots into arms, getting the vaccines out there, getting that supply chain fixed, using the federal government through FEMA and the National Guard to be part of the team and, and states and localities, just shows what competent government looks like, which is why uh, he has such high approval ratings across the board. Of course, he has high approval ratings from Democrats, but even among uh, independents and Republicans, no, people don't have to worry all the time. They don't have to hold their breath when, when they see their president on television. They don't have to, you know, shake their head and wonder that, you know, a president's going to tell them to drink bleach. I mean, we now have a mature, experienced president and Thank goodness we do. Oh, God, dude. The, the, wow. What is that was propaganda because you can go look at every single like press conference Joe Biden has done and you can see like the you can look at the like to dislike ratio and that tells you everything you need to know right there. In every single polling that isn't manipulated, you can see how Joe Biden is just uninterested. What's crazy, too, is there's an article that came out earlier this week talking about how all the all the excess traffic that the New York Times is getting isn't going to politics. It's going to cooking. It's going, what did they say? It's like cooking, not sports. It was like cooking, cleaning, gardening, and stuff like that. It was just like the, the, the most oddball content. And what that alludes to is them saying nobody's really cared about the politics of Joe Biden. They just wanted to get Trump out of there. And so Hillary Clinton saying all these things is that's propaganda. That's misinformation. He's not well liked. The only people that like him are establishment yuppies that basically know what the agenda is and are trying to basically parrot agenda 21 and agenda 2030 very crazy uh so the uniparty usurpation <laughs> think about this they're pushing big government 
Hillary Clinton thinks that's a great idea, the way that they've weaponized the federal government to come after people. Weaponizing the federal government to uh, punish any political dissent, to literally come after the opposition. She thinks, oh, that's just the greatest thing. That's just the cat's meow. We, we need more of that. We need more of Joe Biden trying to basically <laughs> brainwash the population. Let me play for you guys real quick since we're talking about disinformation and Hillary Clinton in the same sentence. Let me pull up for you guys real quick a uh, clip of Hillary Clinton asking the government to rein in disinformation on social media. So it's like after they got QAnon off, after they got people like myself off, after they got Trump off, we just got to get rid of everybody on social media because there's disinformation everywhere. Everybody's disinformation. If they don't say the talking points that we agree with, right, this is, again, the uniparty usurpation and how they're using technology uh, as the vehicle to do so to engage in social engineering. If you don't parrot the talking points they want, Oh, well, you're just probably you're probably a domestic terrorist. You're probably an extremist. You're probably one of these people that former CIA director John Brennan says needs to get routed out with laser like precision. Here's Hillary Clinton saying they need to do something about disinformation on social media. There must be a reckoning by the tech companies for the role that they play in undermining the information ecosystem uh, that is absolutely essential for the functioning of democracy. If you get to a point, and we are, if not there, very close to it, you cannot have agreement on facts, on evidence, on truths. How does a democracy make decisions? And what we've got in the tech world, social media platforms, is an algorithm-driven conspiracy rabbit hole that people are enticed to then addicted because it is like watching car crashes. You cannot wait. And as someone who and practically everything you can possibly imagine, I know how powerful this is. I mean, outrageous falsehoods which fuel a sense of alienation. And yet the algorithm-driven uh, advertising profiting uh, social media platforms find it, I guess, very difficult to break themselves of that addiction. So in fact, they don't. And it's going to be up to governments, and I would even hope some global rules, but let's start with governments, to check in uh, the disinformation uh, on the uh, social media platforms. It certainly plays to Russia's uh, interests, but also to other malign actors. It's so crazy to just see them bit by bit try to whittle down free thought and individual thinking and just like dissenting opinions it is so crazy to see them do that technocratic totalitarian tiptoe takeover and the wordplay they engage in uh to 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 do to basically just come around saying that we got to censor people that we don't agree with we've got to shut down the opposition we've got to you know we, we've got to get these people out of here i don't have a legitimate reason as to why they would be saying thinking or doing any of these things uh but i can tell you what we just need to get them out of here i think it is so crazy uh that we're seeing this because again you have the establishment telling you what what they approve of so rather than us 
going to the government saying, here are a list of our grievances, let's redress them and fix these problems. You now have the government telling the citizens, hey, this is what you will believe in, this is what you will do, this is what you will obey. So rather than us having the corrective power, rather than it being a government for the people, by the people, you now have the government running its people. And that's a very dangerous switch up. I hope people caught that. That's, again, a part of this inversion. That's what I mean when I say that obedience will be the currency of the future. That's what they're trying to tell you. That's why they're using China as the model, because they have a genetic and a historical, I guess, leniency. Like they're just more they're, they're, these guys have a history of listening to like authority figures with their emperors and their dynasties and things like this. And so they're, they're used to this type of authoritarian overreach. We're not over here. This is why some of the most radical Americans you'll ever meet are the crazy rich Asians who escape from China, come up over here and say, wow, you guys have it so great. I can't wait to be an American because everybody that escapes underneath these totalitarian communistic regimes, they know what they're escaping where everything is monitored, where everything is just like pre, uh, uh, pre-planned for you. It's very sad. Very sad. Now, let me pull up for you guys real quick this final clip of Hillary Clinton. I'm sure you're getting tired of her. Uh, but let me pull up for you guys real quick this final clip of Hillary Clinton warning about withdrawing from Afghanistan and the huge consequences that come with it. Now, this is something I would have to agree on. Um, I've been saying for quite some time that I think that the troops will be withdrawn from across seas only to come here and patrol us. Uh, But here is Hillary Clinton's on pulling out of Afghanistan. Well, it's been made, and I know it's a very difficult decision. This is what we call a wicked problem. Uh, You know there are consequences both uh, for unintended of staying and leave. The president has made the decision uh, to leave. And I think that uh, our government has to focus on two huge consequences. One, um, the potential collapse of the Afghan government and a takeover of Afghanistan by the Taliban, uh, probably with a resumption of um, civil war in certain parts of the country, um, but a largely uh, Taliban-run government uh, at some point in the not-too-distant future, how do we uh, help and protect the many, many thousands of Afghans who worked with the United States and NATO, uh, who worked with American and other NATO-connected contractors? who stood up and spoke out for women's rights and human rights. I hope that the administration, in concert with the Congress, will have a very large visa program and will begin immediately to try to provide that channel for so many Afghans to utilize uh, so that they are not left in danger. There will also be, I I fear a huge refugee outflow. And of course, the second big uh, set of problems revolves around a resumption of activities by global terrorist groups, most particularly Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State.
And I agree with a recent article that you've written, Fareed, that, you know, we've seen a really um, sharp drop in uh, both capacity and action on behalf of Islamic terrorist groups. I don't think, though, we can count on that staying uh, in a downward spiral nope. if uh, the Taliban uh, continue to provide refuge uh, to international uh, terrorist groups. And sadly, ever since George W. Bush asked them all the way up to the efforts at negotiation in the last uh, months of the Trump administration, uh, Taliban has never been willing to separate itself from al-Qaeda. And we know that the current head of al-Qaeda, who had been bin Laden's uh, deputy, al-Zawahiri, is still somewhere in Afghanistan and Pakistan, uh, biding his time. And so I think these two huge sets of issues have got to be addressed. I mean, it's one thing to pull out troops that have okay, been I'm good. You know, supporting security in Afghanistan, supporting the Afghan military, leaving it pretty much for okay, I'm good. Uh, but we can't afford to walk away from the consequences of that decision. Yeah, sometimes I kind of hit my my limit listening to these people talk. It's droning. Um, I'm, I hope I didn't lose you guys. Uh, but here are a couple things that I think about with the Afghan withdrawal. Uh, first and foremost, they're going to come attack us. They will for sure come and attack us. The minute we leave, right, they're going to attack us. Hillary Clinton pointed out the migration, the refugee crisis that will come from that. Uh, the same way that we're seeing Syrian refugees come across the, the, the southern border because of what we're doing over there in Syria is the same way that we will see Afghanistan or Afghani uh, refugees come the minute that we pull out. Because we went over there, we destabilized things, we, quote, delivered them democracy, and a couple of them actually liked what they saw, believe it or not. And so guess what? They're going to leave Afghanistan to come here. So the migration issue is very real. Uh, the Civil War issue is very real. But what I worry about is the, 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 the initial uh, issue I had of how they will attack us. We've talked, unfortunately, time and time again about how there are ISIS training facilities on our southern border and on our eastern uh, seacoast, on our eastern coast of America. We've talked about ISIS infiltrating uh, through the southern border and so many other things. I worry about them attacking us with this withdrawal. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think it's good to keep our boys over there overseas running up the bill, destabilizing somebody else's country. So on top of everything else we see taking place here in America, the troop withdrawal is definitely going to change a lot more than you think. And so think about this. The people over here in the Middle East, in Afghanistan, in Iraq, and in Syria, they're in the heat of the thick, or they're in the thick of the fire right now. They don't really get to play politics like we do over here. Remember what I had talked about earlier in the show with, with, with the ideological purity tests that are taking place? Over there, you don't have time to sit up over here and get caught up in politics and, and do all this. You're, you're working. You're on the front lines. What I'm trying to say, all those people are going to come back over here and they're going, to, they're, 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 they're going to experience that kind of schism that's going to take place. This isn't the country that I fought for, but this is also the only lifestyle that I'm familiar with. I'm not sure what to do. And so look out for that. That's going to be very interesting. You've got a fair amount of political prisoners, uh, people that are in the National Guard, people that are law enforcement, you name it, uh, that are literally still being detained 
from the January 6th riot because of all this. And so imagine what that's going to look like when you have these battle-hardened people coming back from war to a Biden administration, to where they are literally uh, politically persecuting political opposition. That is going to be crazy. So I expect destabilizing events. I expect chaos. I expect a lot of... uh, I expect martial law, and I don't expect a good thing to come from it. That's the sad part. That truly is the sad part. Uh, just it, it's, it's just crazy. It really is. Um, but speaking of, again, some of the craziness that's taking place, this isn't necessarily uniparty usurpation. This is more of just the global destabilization Uh, that's taking place let's see if we can get this up for you guys but it's we were briefly talking about war the withdrawal of the of of the troops from afghanistan you may have noticed over there in australia things are starting to heat up between them and, and 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 china look at this right here beijing indefinitely suspends high level economic dialogue with australia this comes from daniel y ting of the Epoch Times, they put this up May 6th. This is the Chinese regime has, quote, indefinitely suspended all future activities under the China-Australia Strategic Economic Dialogue following last month's termination of the Belt and Road Initiative Agreement by Foreign Minister Marisa Payne. While the move has been publicized by several Chinese state-owned media, one expert has called the action, quote, mere symbolism. On Thursday, the National Defense or the National Development and Reform Commission issued the statement claiming that, quote, recently, some Australian Commonwealth government officials launched a series of measures to disrupt the normal exchange and cooperation between China and Australia out of a Cold War mindset and ideological discrimination. What they're basically saying is we've got people parroting these, 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 these thoughts that China created the pandemic. We can't have that. This is why you see China trying to insert itself as a global power. Uh, Quote, based on the current attitude of the Australian Commonwealth government toward China-Australia cooperation, the NDRC or the People's Republic of China has decided to indefinitely suspend all activities under the framework of the China-Australia Strategic Economic Dialogue. The dialogue was established in 2013 under the former Gilliard government by Foreign Minister Bob Carr and Trade Minister Craig Emerson. The third and last meeting held under the dialogue was in 2017 when Prime Minister Scott Morrison, then Treasurer, met with Chinese investors and chair of the NDRC, He Lifeng. Despite the suspension, China will likely continue to buy large quantities of Australian iron ore, which has seen prices balloon to 10-year highs. And now on our, Insta- or on our Telegram, we actually had uh, put a subsequent link to a Zero Hedge article They kind of clarified a little bit more behind that whole high behind that whole trade war situation uh, that's going on there. It says top Australian generals leaked classified briefing saying that a war with China is a high likelihood. So they're saying that they're cutting off uh, uh, trade negotiations because of some comments that were made by Australian Commonwealth uh, 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 officials. I don't think that's the case. I think it's more or less this type of situation uh, where you have a classified briefing saying that this is most likely going to happen, that they are for sure going to have some type of conflict. And I for sure see I see a lot of this on the horizon. I wish I could say that it weren't the case. 
but you know, I, I and I and I have theories on that as well. Unfortunately, we can't cover it right now. Uh, but let me get into this, and then we'll get back into the articles and close out this segment. This is elite content of a fiery anti-China speech and a secretive briefing to elite military personnel by one of Australia's top generals has landed on the front page of major newspapers from Sydney to Melbourne to London on Tuesday. The confidential address issued by Major General Adam Findlay, who was then commander of Australia's special forces and currently advises the Australian Defence Force, had focused on a coming war with China, which he said is a, quote, high likelihood. Publication of the speech's full key controversial contents is now threatening to plunge China-Australia relations past the breaking point. The April 2020 briefing, given to the country's most elite special force units, was obtained and first published by the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, and quickly spread to the front page of London's The Times. The general's words were leaked by an anonymous source. He had, dete- he had detailed that China is now engaged in, quote, gray zone covert operations against Australian and Western allied interests, and that Aussie defense forces must prepare for the, quote, high likelihood of this turning into direct war. Major General Findlay was heard in a leaked briefing saying this, quote, who do you reckon the main regional threat is? General Finlay asked his troops and officers before answering, China. He continued, quote, okay, so if China is a threat, how many special forces and how many special force brigades in China? You should know there are more than 26,000 Chinese special operations forces personnel. The revelation comes at a moment of hardened intense relations with Beijing on trade, diplomatic, and even military fronts, despite China's, despite China long being Australia's biggest single trading partner. The Sydney Morning Herald summarized further of the leaked briefings contents as follows. goes on to say that they say General Finlay told his troops that if the threat of conflict was realized, the ADF needed to not only needed to rely not only on traditional air, land, and sea capabilities, but also on Australia's ability to use cyber and space warfare. He also highlighted the need for the ADF to reassert its presence and play, quote, first grade in Southeast Asia and play in in, in the Southwest Pacific, describing how the military had uncovered information showing China was seeking to exploit, quote, our Australian absence in the region. Quote, we need to make sure we don't lose momentum, get back in the region, General Finley said, highlighting Australia's close ties to Indonesia. In other words, or in in, in words sure to add more fuel to the fire to the Chinese officials' outrage, Finlay was further described as saying China knew, quote, Western democracies have peace and then, when they cross a line, we get really angry. Quote, then we start bombing people, China said. Let's be smarter. Let's just play below the threshold before it goes to war. The Sydney Morning Herald quoted him saying, and more is this. General Finley said that they said that to, quote, stop war from breaking out, Australia's military must compete against the, quote, coercive constraints imposed on Australia by China and undertaking its own gray zone missions. Australia aims to Australia's aim was to, quote, put the adversary at a disadvantage and put us at an at an advantage and avoid war. And it just goes on from there. But they're basically saying that war with China is, is, is very likely. The crazy thing, too, is I was reading about how China says they want to break up the five eyes. And the five eyes are uh, basically five Western countries that agreed 
to create like a, a spying compact to where they could spy on people within the agreements countries because citizens can't be spied on by their own governments and so they created the five eyes agreement so that they could you know surveil other people's uh, citizens in those countries china wants to break that up he wants to break up the uk he wants to break up europe he wants to break up america uh, and i forget what other countries are a part of it but that's the idea is breaking up this 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 power conglomerate uh, and so that they can reassert themselves as the new dominant force but that's crazy thinking about China going to war with Australia. And we would go to war with them, too. That's what I was trying to say with the Five Eyes comment. Because they are our allies, if they were to go into war with Australia, we ourselves, would we would be dragged into it. And you definitely see China messing around in the South China Sea, messing around with India. Now they're messing around with Australia and more. You see them doing everything within reason. Uh, to basically lower the defenses of their adversaries. And we've talked about it too, how they have uh, top generals basically talking about the long the long game, right? Comparing themselves to the Nazis, saying that they have a much longer and a much more in-depth and rich history than the Nazis. And that unlike the Nazis, they can be a lot more patient The Nazis bit off more than they can chew. But the Chinese, they're going to be a lot more subversive in how they go about things like this. A lot more subtle in their war tactics, right? One of the things we talk about with China and Africa is the fact that they've gone in there with economic tools and helped build up the actual infrastructure of the country, turning them into an unwitting ally. So there's a lot of different evolutionary warfare tactics that China's engaging in. This fifth generational warfare is that gray zone tactics and more. But the uniparty usurpation, well, Beijing Biden is right behind them. Phase one trade negotiations, capitulation with America and China. The reason they had to respect Trump is because he put them on their heels. He made them look like the look like the. the the tyrants they are. Biden said that these people having uh, Uyghur Muslims in these concentration camps, oh, well, that's just cultural norms. So Biden's fine with everything that's going on with China. That's what I'm saying is he's trying to negotiate our surrender. We have been infiltrated. And while you have the rest of the world seeing all this go down, hoping to God that America stands up against it. You know, I was going to read here. I have like one final article and then I'll I'll close out this segment for you guys. I was going to read about neuro rights because we had read about it on the podcast earlier this week uh, and how people in South America are basically advocating for neuro rights because the technology is so strong now that they can literally invade your brain, right? I was going to read about that, but if you guys want to hear more about that, you can go listen to the minicast we did earlier this week. Instead, I'm going to read to you about how uh, Communist China's Big Brother social credit score system is now tracking people in North America with video surveillance. So, 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 so China is tracking folks in America. That's how this works now. When you have Sergey Brin and you've got Apple moving to China, they gave them the code keys. They gave them access to much more than they needed to. And you make no mistake about it. The very same social credit system that they have over there in China is being created here. 
I think that's what I was trying to allude to earlier in the first segment when I was saying Joe Biden was teaming up with these private firms to spy on so-called domestic terrorists, creating your social credit score system, but just using a myriad of third-party systems and third-party apps to create that. But what's the even bigger story here about this, that you have our adversaries even surveilling us in our own backyard? We literally don't have our government protecting us. You have them selling us out. I just talked to you guys about the Five Eyes Agreement. What do you think this is? Let me read this, and then I'll continue on. This comes from Nima Harris. They put this up May 5th. It's over there in News Punch. This is the communist Chinese regime is conducting covert surveillance of people's movements in North America using their creepy social credit score system, a credit score system that can adversely affect, could be adversely affected by a person's hobbies, shopping habits, lifestyles, literature read online, social media comments, social connections, and political opinions. The Gatestone Institute, a nonpartisan, not-for-profit international policy council, first reported seven years ago the China State Council issued guidelines for the establishment of a national, quote, social credit system by 2020, with the feeds from 626 million surveillance cameras and smartphone scanners and with data from, multi- from, from a multitude of sources. The system was designed to spy on every single Chinese citizen's behavior. For example, criticizing China's ruler Xi Jinping would result in a lowering of one's score, which could result in lesser freedoms for that person. Faithwire.com reports that people with low scores could be denied social services, mortgages, and even be banned from traveling on trains and airplanes. There are all, quote, interconnecting repercussions for families, friends, associates, and businesses, both in and outside China. Ina Mitchell, an investigative journalist and co-author with Scott McGregor, the upcoming The Mosaic Effect, told Gatestone. And this system has now been detected far from communist shores or communist China shores operating at a restaurant in Vancouver, Canada. They hailed, what does it say? The Heidi Lao Lao hot pot has more than 60 cameras watching 30 tables with the feeds going to China. The restaurant is part of a chain of 935 restaurants that that are corporate owned and began operations in China's Sichuan province. The Gatestone Institute points out, besides the national security risk, the secretive transmission of video to China is a violation of British Columbian law under the province's Personal Information Protection Act. There are several of these systems in place, but the Chinese Communist Party's Central Committee has apparently set 2025 as a target for a national system, according to the diplomat. In the meantime, a lot of information is being collected, the website notes. Why would Beijing be interested in the patrons of a Vancouver restaurant? Because the Chinese government sees the Canadian city as a gateway into North America, quote, where they engage in pervasive foreign interference activity, mobilizing overseas United Front's units to strategically lure political and business leaders using financial inducements and other incentives to promote the party's agenda, according to the diplomat. The restaurant is also located near the house of Meng Wing Zhao, the chief financial officer for Yahweh Technologies, who, since 2019, has been fighting extradition to the U.S. on charges that she tried to circumvent U.S. sanctions against Iran. In 2020, Ming was indicted by the U.S. Department of Justice on charges of trade secret thefts, which carries a maximum penalty of 10 years, according to The Verge. China also wants such a system to keep tabs on the rest of the world and has made the effort to do so. 
from 2012 to 2017, they secretly downloaded data from the company from from the computers housed in Beijing donated and Chinese built headquarters of the African Union in Abi Abi Sabata, Ethiopia, through Yahweh servers, according to the BBC. China's Communist Party is creating the world's first digital totalitarian state, and so far, Western democracies don't seem to care, the Gatestone Institute noted. Western democracies don't seem to care. I would have to agree. That's the sad part. When you literally, again, see your rights being taken from you, you ask, who's going to step up for me? Who's going to advocate for me? Who's going to care? But the sad part is, is the only caring I see is the capitulation. The only caring I see is the compassion for tyranny and, 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 and dictators that I see. No one has a problem with this. That's crazy to me. Because, of course they won't have a problem. This is power. This is control. This is manipulation. This is authority over another human being. You're seeing the technocracy be built. And I worry for my future. I really do. You know, now more than ever do I think, shucks, we need, we need that anti, anti-Wi-Fi or uh, what, what, anti-Wi-Fi signal blocking technology. We need so many different things that it's crazy. And I feel like the sad part is we get so stuck on all these things that we see happening that we kind of get awestruck and punch drunk uh, with what's taking place. This is why I said earlier in the show that 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 it's good to be it's 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 good to be globally minded but we've also got to be locally activated because this stuff is coming to you and you don't want to be in this system without having any type of protection like this is why you see again some of the social media influencers that are still on Instagram being offered money to propagandize you you don't want to be in this system without any protection you don't want to try to start to fight this system now. You want to be able to have a reservoir of knowledge, a history, a resume, all kinds of different things on your plate so that you know what you're talking about because these people are coming correct and they're coming hard and they're coming for you. Why would China want to surveil people in North America? Because they understand that we're, the one, we're one of the last bastions of freedom. This is where people escape to. We talked about it earlier. A lot of the people that leave the communist China, the, 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 the Chinese people that leave Underneath that, that rule there, that, that leave the Communist Party and come to the America, that come to the Western world, they're so excited. But you see, wouldn't that be the efforts of that totalitarian government to try to recover those people? Of course they would try to surveil where these people are, 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 are escaping to because they want to get not only information, not only learn how you left, but they also want to see if you're warning other people. This is such a threat that I don't think it really registers in people's heads how dire a situation like this is but the sad part is is this is only a footnote in everything else that we're dealing with it really is being surveilled is the easy thing now we're being persecuted for our behavior we're being manipulated because of our choices being surveilled is the easy part those are cameras just watching you this is why i titled the minicast earlier this week, gamifying society with stuff like this, with the social credit score system, with the social engineering and everything else that's taking place. You have to understand that's the plan. 
You see. The idea is for us to not have an idea, for us to not have a thought. The idea is for us to be slaves. And that's why we have to fight it with every ounce of our strength. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Lawlessness Embraced, Social Experimentation, and Uniparty Usurpation. That's all I really have for you guys and gals. No. We touched on a couple things. We missed a couple things. We did what we could. Ain't that the truth? Brain feels 10 pounds heavier. Trying to process all this information, maintain the operation get involved in the community, start a family. <laughs> of course the brain's going to get heavier. The bar just goes a little bit higher. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you guys have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out. Support this operation. Become a Patreon exclusive member. Patreon.com forward slash Freedom Faction. Join us. Join us. Join us. Thank you.